0: Today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness, that is me trying to do a 1930s voice. You know, when I started this podcast, I knew I'd be covering movies from the likes of Chuck Norris, Charles Bronson, and Burt fucking Reynolds. But you know what? There are many mustachioed greats that came before them that didn't earn their fame from karate kicks and gun battles. They earned their fame from their witty comebacks, comedic timing, and charming-ass demeanor. Yes, I am speaking about the great William Powell, a man who was born in the steel city of Pittsburgh back in eight. 18- 1992 holy hell that was a long time ago a man who was nominated for an academy award for best actor for the film we are discussing today in fact that is of course 1936's screwball comedy my man godfrey the man simply carries his film with his amazing charm and perfect line delivery and just let me say that taking notes for this movie was difficult i was hungover and definitely this was when coca-cola had cocaine in it because everyone is speaking a million miles per hour now you know why i speak so Damn fast. Now let's get ready for a journey down to the East River and play that shit theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcastio. We're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll face the goats, and then we'll all go home. That's the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the Mustachio
1: Podcastio.
0: All right. all right. Welcome back, everyone. We are joined by a fellow Grindbender today. As you all know, my show is very much associated with the Grindbender podcast. and I've had the opportunity to get to know a lot of the fellow listeners of the show and a lot of them have become pretty badass friends of mine. Our guest is one of those awesome listeners. She is one of those people that when you see her, you just sort of know she reads more books than you and has a better grasp of what life is all about. Her name is Brody. Welcome to the show, Brody.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for thanks for taking the time on a Sunday to to talk to me for a little bit. I think this is going to be fun.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a really great movie, and William Powell is an incredible person. Although the accreditations they give him are really kind of wonky. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. no it, it really is. Yeah, well, tell like, me about that. On that, like, because um, so they're talking about his actual rise to fame and they basically said he played all these villain roles in silence back before talking was an issue and then they finally reached the era of talkies and the female leads were saying hey why don't we have him because he's really this nice self-effacing really genial wonderful kind of person and the executives were like well he looks kind of ethnic
0: oh okay yes Those cheekbones.
1: Yeah, no, he has has his high cheekbones. He has a prominent nose like my own and a very prominent chin.
0: Yes. (laughs) And so
1: they're like, oh, well, he kind of looks a little Jewish. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) And so they weren't actually enthusiastic about him as a lead, but he was so, when they actually had talking, he was so good at speaking that they actually brought him over.
0: Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's when you know when all the cards are, you know, everything's kind of going against you and he still freaking was able to to get those kind of parts just out of pure talent, which is pretty awesome.
1: And honestly, as, as a woman, the fact that he was nominated by women for those roles is so heartwarming.
0: Yeah, that is really special. Well, you know, there, there just is something about this guy. When he is on screen, you just Your eyes just gravitate toward him. He he does great. Like even just his face, like when other people are talking, like he's fantastic to see on the big screen. I bet. I wish I could have. I wish I could go back and see him on the big screen. I think that would be amazing. But yes, he. There is just something about this dude. He's got some mad skills. He's incredibly funny, but he's also very. When he's being heartfelt. You feel that as well. He's very, just a diverse actor. He's got some magical powers on there. So why this specific movie? What made you want to bring this over to the Mustachio Podcastio?
1: So, mustaches are often accepted with this great, like, machismo, this great, like, masculinity. But so much of a good mustache is good romance. Oh. And good love and good heartfelt. I feel like it's not nearly talked about enough.
0: You're right. I feel, and that's kind of what I was talking about um, in in the intro. Was that you have these guys who have these big old mustaches that you can see from a mile away, and I kind of felt like this when I did uh, the Vincent Price movie as well. The, these guys have a whole different vibe about them, where the mustache isn't the most important part about them. It's it kind of kind of almost proves how much they care about their appearance. Their their mustaches are very well. Um, groomed, and there takes a lot of work. I tried to do a very similar because I grow kind of a similar kind of mustache like that. I don't naturally grow like this huge giant walrus mustache, and I tried to kind of keep it trim and clean like with a little pencil mustache, and it is a lot of fucking work. Like literally every other day, you need to like go in there and shave a little bit and trim it up, and I stopped doing that. I was like, I'm just going to go back to Hobo Look, but it is um, amazing because you see him I think a lot of people wouldn't even see him and think about him as a mustachioed actor but he totally is like he sported it out of you know out of uh uh when he was like on camera you know out of working on film he sported it as well and it's it's a part of him it's so much a part of him you just don't notice it you know
1: i mean honestly it was back when mustaches like that didn't necessarily make you a hero they often made you a villain in the 1930s silence and the 1920s silence yeah I mean, you'll see Errol Flynn is probably the first person ever to really, like, predominantly sport this mustache, and then you're going to find Clark Gable is the big guy with the actual name attached to it, except for he's kind of a Cosby-style date rapist, which is kind of a huge bummer.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, um... <sighs> you know...
1: it's It's a weird era.
0: <sighs> it is, it is, it is a weird era, but I'm glad that... I got to see this. I'm glad you brought this to the show because I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, Brody, if I would have, if I would have like been going through my Tubi and skipped all the bloody <laughs> B movie gore that they have in there, and if I would have stopped on my man Godfrey. So I really appreciate this, um, you bringing this. It, it, it's, it's. I really had a freaking good time with it. I don't want to start going to conclusions now <laughs> because we got to go beat for beat. But yes. there were some. There were some fucking moments in this movie where I was laughing out loud and I didn't expect I'm like, oh, this is going to be one of those charming films where you watch it and you're like, oh, in retrospect, this is very nice. And, you know, I could see what they were trying to do, but maybe the jokes don't land because they don't make as much sense in our modern times. But yeah, you run into some of that where the lingo or how they speak is a little bit different. Some of the things that they're doing in the activities are things we don't do now. Um, but there are, it just goes to show that comedy, it just there's no limit to it there's no that it's not stuck in any specific time if it's funny it's funny
1: you know absolutely and uh, like whether people want labeled or this or not it is absolutely a manic pixie dream girl movie <laughs> oh yeah
0: right <laughs> yeah it totally is yeah it's just uh it, it, it either manic pixie or um, ADHD before it was thought of as ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, there's some characters in this show where you're like uh, they weren't diagnosing shit back then you know they were just it I think it's one of those if you're rich and you're and you're um a little bit different or you're out there or you're kind of a manic person you're just uh you know you're just a little different you're you're eccentric eccentric. thank you that's the word I was looking for yeah you're eccentric but then if if there was a guy um down in the dumps acting like that they probably would start guiding him toward a specific facility (laughs) so it's amazing how that works out what what were you what are you drinking I forgot um you mentioned today I am drinking gin very nice so you're Um, really in the you're getting into that
1: 1930s oh it's it's the 1930s (laughs) mood if you're not familiar with pink gin pink gin is literally gin with so much um god I'm missing the exact title of it but um the same thing you add when you make an old-fashioned um
0: oh um it's not that that vermouth or no it's not vermouth
1: um it's the you put a couple dashes of it
0: okay and it adds like a does it, is that what makes it pink or is it, it pink literally,
1: It's literally all that makes it pink. So it's oh. literally just gin and like a small, like literally three dashes of something else. So pink gin, which is supposedly a girl's drink, knocks you on your ass.
0: Oh, so I feel like after a while, women were probably like, okay, we're so sick of these dainty <laughs> drinks. We want to get hammered. Let's find a way to make it look girly, but we're going to get hammered.
1: <laughs> they really did. And in the 1930s, you could absolutely find references to this. Um, I... Dress like a 1930s person or 1940s and I am ridiculously set in the past and I make my own clothes of this era so wow yeah
0: I was gonna say yes I noticed um I wasn't sure if it was for for the show but I know I I do follow Brody on Instagram I did notice a lot of really dope outfits coming from your page I was like whoa this is amazing. I, I didn't know that you also uh, made your own. I thought maybe you were just going, breaking into some old rich ladies' houses around Hollywood. No,
1: no, 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 no. Like, first of all, everything is made at like paying living wages to people because that's more important than anything else. And anything else is made by myself.
0: That's awesome. No, it looks great. Love it.
1: All so, right. Movie? Are,
0: are you ready to break this son of a bitch down? I am ready. Okay. This is the movie Breakdown ba 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 movie breakdown okay so we see the opening credits are actually quite magnificent as lights are lit against what looks sort of like a painted background of a of a new york city landscape our cityscape all while some wonderful big band jazz plays which you freaking love that automatically takes you to this time period we go from the glitz and glamour to what the city brings and uh, to the city dump as the camera pans over to what is like a hooverville basically right yeah man it is interesting and then it it goes from that sort of i'm not sure how they did this effect but it kind of goes from that painted look and into actual reality and uh, it's kind of amazing what they could do uh, even back then and we see It's uh, film splicing. Yeah. It's,
1: They're literally film splicing.
0: It's so dope. Uh, it, it's so it's not anything too complicated but it has quite an effect um, going from the opening credits and into the the actual film and we see these two cats are going back and forth a bit his buddy isn't having any luck um, finding a way to make some money and it's, it's kind of funny though because even the guys in this hooverville look pretty good like they're, still, they're dressed pretty nice i'm like man i like these guys you know they still find a way to to look put together this is a okay. different time
1: okay they super are because what our lead actor william powell is sporting is called marcel waves and they literally are like using a heat iron to shape his hair into waves so this is not easy
0: wow <laughs> <laughs> hey you gotta you gotta you know, just because you're down in the dumps doesn't mean you gotta look bad. You know, you you look good. Yeah, it's real good. Put a little work into it. I gotta, you, I gotta respect that. All of a sudden, we see these two fancy cars pull in uh, near the dump. We see a woman in a green dress with a sharp dressed man come out of one car, and a blonde woman with a kind of shimmery. Well, I probably shouldn't be explaining the outfits. You should be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i like, feel like you're more of an expert it's a beautiful shimmery dress with a nice cape on it Love and it. you're clearly watching the color version because you know colors here and i don't
0: oh you were watching uh, black and white i am
1: it's 1937 you think there's color
0: um i'm sure somewhere you know
1: <laughs> judgment lots of judgment
0: <laughs> i i liked I like the color version i thought it I th- it was nice to see i think you get a much more profound respect and uh um not respect <laughs> you get a much more profound representation of the clothing because okay, able- but, but
1: you're, you're not acknowledging the literal dumpster fires that are just randomly burning here that our people aren't sitting around to keep warm they're just literally fires
0: yeah well it is a dump um and uh, you know it does get cold so depending on the time of year it might be helping them I mean we don't know it could be nice to have a bunch of fires around Uh, I'm certainly we're certainly used to it here in California
1: yes we are
0: (laughs) it keeps it keeps us warm Um, and uh, yes you're right it it is a pretty rough little environment they are in and these two women come out uh, this is when we first see them the woman in the green dress asks uh, this gentleman who we we haven't met yet but it is actually Godfrey uh how he'd like to if he'd like to make five dollars which in which calculated for inflation is a hundred bucks in today it is
1: indeed I got that myself
0: it's pretty dope I I don't I would have definitely been like well what do I need to do
1: I I would have blown somewhere that much
0: (laughs) and uh it turns out all he has to do is go to the Waldorf Ritz hotel uh and she'd introduce him to some people And she says it's part of a scavenger hunt, and she was specifically looking for what is called a Forgotten Man for the hunt. had no idea what that meant at first. I was like, Forgotten Man? So I did look that up. Oh,
1: that's so cute of you. I'm so sorry. I'm so retro. I I honestly like my nickname is Vintage Bitch, so I'm just generally (laughs) used to this at this point.
0: Oh, I'm not sure if I'll be. am not sure if I'll call you by your
1: name. No, no, no. I, I get that. I understand that is a very salacious name at this era. Maybe but Vintage is,
0: B. I'll call you Vintage B. I'll
1: take Vintage B. All
0: right, cool. If I ever see if I ever see you in the streets, I'll be like, "Yo, Vintage B," and uh, you just pretend to ignore me.
1: Oh, come on! Are you kidding <laughs> me? I would give you the sup of a lifetime.
0: <laughs> so uh, the gentleman, of course, uh, Mister Godfrey here takes uh, takes offense to this bigoted request he says yeah "Uh, yeah he you know understandably of course and he says should I wear my tails or dress just how I am (laughs) the lady assures him that he needn't be fresh because she's like stop getting so annoyed and shit about this and uh, she's like do you want the five dollars or don't you and he starts walking toward her while speaking sternly saying I'll need to take it up with my board of directors and no matter what my board of directors advise I think you should be spanked
1: (laughs) And
0: what happens here? He pushes her. Well, he doesn't really push her. She sort of... No,
1: no, no, she stumbles.
0: She stumbles back, yes. Look, he
1: doesn't lay a single hand on her or even, like, approach her threateningly. She just sort of falls back on her own because she's scared.
0: Yes, she's like, oh, this dirty guy's coming at me. And so out of her own, you know, judgment, she (laughs) falls onto a pile of ash and she even tells the guy that she's with she's like well aren't you gonna do anything and he's like um yes let's get a policeman
1: (laughs) oh yeah get a policeman there good luck
0: real brave cat and uh the man uh well godfrey then turns and runs into uh the blonde woman who is actually irene her her uh and she's the sister of the woman that was in the green dress whose name is cornelia we find out here and uh He says, how would you like uh, Cornelia's Cornelia's sister pushed into a ash pile? She says, I wouldn't. He says, well, you better get out of here. And then she just probably says, you bet. (laughs) Her line delivery of that whole, this whole part is, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the movie because it goes from this like kind of dreary, angry, sad feeling. And then all of a sudden you bring in Irene and the movie just turns into, this is when you realize, oh, this is going to be one of those like, screwball comedies and she does such a good job she's incredibly manic and (laughs) she says so much i hope i don't know if you wrote any of that conversation but they kind of go back and forth
1: no i I absolutely ended up writing down a little bit of it i will definitely interject when it's my time
0: (laughs) he seems to have a change of heart at this point because she's like you bet and she's about to take off he asked her to sit down so he could talk to her He asked if she's a member of this hunting party she's like well yes i was but i don't want to do this anymore you know i think she kind of is just trying to talk her way out of it but she also did realize like it's kind of a shitty thing to be looking for forgotten men to join the scavenger hunt um but she did love seeing her sister get pushed in an ash pile definitely loved it i mean she says that she's been apparently wanting to do that since she was six years old (laughs) so she's been keeping track of the first time
1: i love that yeah (laughs) i could so relate (laughs)
0: <laughs> and she starts laughing like maniacally she has this this
1: laugh <laughs>
0: oh man she goes she goes on you know, another level her.
1: she really is
0: <laughs> and uh she says that the guy that was with her sister is called faithful george is that right
1: it is yes he's always like he's like a faithful hound he's um a lap dog
0: yeah you gotta have you know i think every woman should have one of those in her lifetime
1: this movie is full of lap dogs. And as, like, once again, this is, like, this is a movie in the 1930s. And as a woman, I deeply love that there's fucking male lap dogs.
0: There, yeah, there totally are. Yeah, it, it, it definitely, you know, it's a it's, theme. Yeah, it is a theme. That's cool that you brought that up. And the man asks Irene what the scavenger hunt is and Irene says it's like a treasure hunt except that you're trying to find something you want and a scavenger hunt is finding something you don't want.
1: Don't want. <laughs> oh, it's a sick bird.
0: Yeah, it is. And he's like, like a forgotten man? And Irene says she decided she doesn't want to play games like that anymore, like I was saying earlier. She asked him why he lives in this shanty town because she doesn't know any better and she doesn't realize that a lot of these people have been struggling for quite a while And he says, instead of actually explaining to her what poverty is, he says, because my realtor told me that the altitude would be good for my asthma.
1: Which is literally a thing they actually said then, so it's super accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Like she wouldn't blink twice at that because that would be a normal thing.
0: Yes, and uh, he realizes that uh, she she took him, oh, okay, so this is when he learns that, well, if she takes him along, she might be able to win this scavenger hunt and he wants cornelia cornelia to lose so badly to this scavenger hunt that he actually agrees to aid her in this game and decides to go with her so then uh we head to what seems like a very nice well,
1: like one pause there oh like, yeah, there's go a ahead. super line that i i yeah. so love where uh he says do you think you can follow an intelligent conversation for just a moment oh yes <laughs> and she says I'll try, <laughs> and I I have so many friends who've gotten me so many free drinks over the years, and mm-hmm. they've done this exact thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is exactly the flex I've seen out of my friends. <laughs> like, I'll try. <laughs> like it's I like I love this flex of hers.
0: Yeah, because she's um, I think she's very well aware who she is, and she's very comfortable in her own skin because she doesn't seem to care. Um. No matter what uh, environment she's in, where she's at, she is exactly who she is. And sh- and she's telling him, well, I'm going to be who I am, but I will attempt to <laughs> calm down. Because she's just oh. going one, like, boom, 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 boom. Like,
1: damn. I mean, sh- she's smart. She likes to pretend she's dumb, but she's definitely smart. She's, There's yeah, nothing dumb about her. She's a very
0: clever woman. And uh, we head to what looks like a very nice event hall where everyone is dressed to the nines. It's nice. I would have loved to to be a fly on the wall in those kind of situations back then it must have been pretty cool um i probably would have been serving drinks or in the kitchen but either way at least i would have been able to see it
1: i mean literally i'd be doing the same so at least you and i are in the same position
0: <laughs> uh we could just be like kind of talking shit about people and making fun of them as they walk past us
1: okay the servants are literally the best part of this movie
0: they totally are and uh we see these two gentlemen that they're Getting a drink at the bar, one of them is um, Mr. Bullock, and he is um, he has a very interesting tone of voice. Kind of has that frog in his throat, kind of like hey, you like what's going? Like he just has a very. Certain, oh yeah. I in fact, um, I haven't decided uh, what I'm going to do for the quick impression, but it might be a Bullock line.
1: <laughs> it, it might be, but honestly, I've listened to all your other podcasts at this point, and Rich White is not going to be able to pass because that's half the cast.
0: Yes, yeah, this might be our most Rich White. <laughs> this is just a rich white move.
1: it's a rich white cast like if if you ignore gender it like it's like 90% is rich white
0: yes yeah you brought me quite the fill. <laughs> this is gonna I'm
1: so sorry it's <laughs> it's a terrible move of me as a as a first-time guest
0: no I loved it I love that that's a hell of a move and the man that's uh, with him comments that the place seems like an insane asylum And public says well any empty room can be an insane asylum if you fill it in with the right people <laughs> which I loved. We see a lady walk into the crowded room with a goat on a leash. Uh, she's uh, She really sticks out because she has this sort of banana yellow dress with a huge like, I don't know, uh, not a scarf, but it's like a huge thing around her neck.
1: It's a collar. So yeah, this collar. is like what I describe as a high priestess of the sun dress with a giant white collar. And I have so many feelings about this dress because this is a cult dress. Oh yeah? Like, dude, this is a dress you wear to a cult. Come I thought, on. I know. I
0: did put Wicked Witch of the Tropics. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that that white collar is like a mane around her face. And I'm like, come on. You don't need that. What kind of peacock are you?
0: Yeah, every everybody <laughs> notices this woman. And not just because she's dressed like that. She is the loudest son of a bitch throughout the entire fucking movie. Like, I don't know if it's from her play days, like on stage. She just there's not every, I, I don't think there's a moment that she whispers like every line oh no, is yells. fully exclaimed like just to the world oh yeah it's amazing um and there's moments where you're like shut the fuck up and then there's moments where you're like that's fucking hilarious so she does a great job of uh being that kind of person it turns out that she is mr bullock's uh bullock's wife because uh, he says something like, um, "I've been looking at that woman for the last twenty years." To the guy at the bar, and the guy apologizes. Oh, I'm sorry for pointing her out. He's like, "How do you think I feel?"
1: Oh God, so, humor, boomer humor, like no one's business.
0: No kidding, dude. Uh, and the the Bullocks head to the very badly organized scavenger hunt check in table. Everyone is just yelling and just throwing their items at this one guy who has to manage the lists for the scavenger hunt and they're checking in all their items and they're a bunch of random ass items. You see a lady that's holding a damn bowl of water with I guess fish in it.
1: Okay, so I literally have the list here and so if you're curious what people are holding, it includes balloons, goats, corsets, fish, trombones, spinning wheels for like, you know, like Rapunzel spinning. Yeah. Not Rapunzel. Yeah, no Rapunzel. Uh, Yeah, Rapunzel. No? No? Uh, uh, Didn't she make the... Like the... Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin. That's why. Yeah, think. there you go. Um, we also include bowling pins, candlesticks, shields, bras, billows for fires, uh, brooms, dress forms, canaries, and snowshoes.
0: How the fuck did you get all that? That was just from you looking at the scene and seeing the stuff they're throwing at them?
1: Do you know how much time I spent looking at that scene? <laughs> I broke that down for like 10 minutes.
0: I could have, I would have been able to do that, but I would have had to put it on mute. It's too, it stresses me out. Like, I, so maybe it's, it's difficult to tell, or maybe it is easy to tell, but I do have pretty bad social anxiety, especially in rooms like events like these where people are doing a lot of like yelling and stuff. That's why I've never been a, a big church guy. And so <laughs> I tend to get a lot of anxiety. And it was just giving me anxiety seeing all this happening, like all this chaos. I was like, oh, God. Uh, uh, all that, that. Are you kidding? <laughs> this guy's... I, haven't,
1: I haven't been in a room with this many people in like how many months? Like keep me the hell away from this many people. Like no, just no, get away from me.
0: Oh, my God. But it is a very fun scene just seeing all these you know, insane rich people doing this crazy scavenger hunt. Oh, way, there's Bullock more stuff later.
1: In case you're wondering, there's more later, but I'll get to it. Okay, that.
0: okay, thank you. And uh, and you know, Mr. Bellick, he is ready to fucking go. He's been drinking all night, and he's not having any fun. And the guy uh, that she's with, uh, we find out his name is Carlo. Oh, But yeah. he kind of looks like a young Christopher Walken to me, or something. He has okay. like a certain look to him.
1: So he's Russian Jewish. And oh, he never okay. gets cast for a real role because he's Russian-Jewish, which I understand because I look exactly like what I am, which is Russian-Jewish.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, and he, you know what? And he's very handsome.
1: Oh, no, he is. But he's just what at this time is like colloquially called ethnic.
0: Yes. That's why he has to play some like side character who's very eccentric and he's just there for a couple of lines here and there. But you know what? He's my favorite fucking character in the he whole should movie. be i'll say it now oh
1: he's the best he's the best we're gonna to get to the best roles in the, like later on in the podcast but oh my god is he's, he he's the best
0: he's just wonderful uh we see irene and godfrey heading to the scavenger hunt event irene takes him to the table and for a second we see um this might be what you were talking about for a second we see a monkey that i thought was going to attack the guy at the podium i was like holy shit! this monkey looks pissed off and Dude, he uh does. <laughs> He's like, ah, ah! I was like, oh, shit! And, and it's so weird. Like, I feel bad. Whenever I see animals in these older movies, I'm like, oh, you know, they were probably, like, in the circus. And, oh, they uh,
1: were monsters to them.
0: Oof, man, I can't imagine. Poor guys.
1: I grew up with hippie parents, and so I never saw an animal perform ever until I was in my 20s. Wow. That's,
0: that's good. Like, because I feel like what happens is you... you these you know kids see it at a young age to go to the circus and they want their kids to see the circus because of that and that's why it just perpetually kept going and going and i think if we just stopped showing our kids do animals doing entertainment then maybe they wouldn't think about it as that way they would just think about it as let's go you know let's find another way to learn about animals
1: yeah i know like my family (laughs) learned about animals at the san diego zoo where they have space
0: Yes, and even some people don't even like that, and I think in I some agree. circumstances, zoos are okay for certain animals and not for others, you know, so I think it depends, but.
1: No, I, I um. agree, and it's such a weird, like, it's so weird meeting regular humans growing up, because it's just, oh, wow, you grew up regular. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, regular humans, are like that. I, I think that's what I'm gonna, I, I'm still trying to think if I'm ever gonna have Mustachio Podcastio shirts, but. Maybe I should put it in the back not for regular humans.
1: Honestly I love like that. that I like I'll be the first <laughs> to buy it I promise.
0: <laughs> cool at least I know one will go somewhere. I'll d- I'll hand deliver it I'll just put it in your mailbox for you.
1: <laughs> it's not far away.
0: Cool cool so uh so yeah so they she brings in Godfrey and the check-in table every, tells everyone that the check-in guy tells everyone to be you know get quiet 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 ladies and gentlemen please. Miss Bullock has found a forgotten man. <laughs> the dude asked Godfrey to come up to the small platform they have set up, and they start asking him some questions. And this is probably the most rawest, like, kind of... You feel it in your chest. You're like, God damn, this is rough because... This, I, I grew up br-
1: poor. Like, this resonates. Like, yes, honestly, yes. How, how do you think of me is the question.
0: Yes. It's basically they want to ensure that she found a real piece of shit
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're poor and you're stupid and you deserve this <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes and uh, the man asked godfrey where he lives he says a city dump um 32 east river uh he says it's rather fashionable over there <laughs> and uh, they ask him about uh if it's permanent and he's like well the permanency is is in flux as it's getting filled with more trash day by day he checks to make sure his beard is real because someone tried to bring in a forgotten man who was just wearing a fake beard to look like a homeless person.
1: Okay, which then is such he- a hipster move. I just need to note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he uh,
0: he asks him if uh, if he's wanted by the police, and Godfrey says, "Well, that's the trouble. Nobody wants me." and he actually gets congratulated for such a fantastic response of proving why he is a forgotten piece of shit man. So looks like Miss Bullock wins the silver cup. Godfrey uh, actually, I think they ask him to speak right? They do. They're like speech, speech, speech. He's saying he's, he stands up there and he says uh, well my purpose in coming here tonight is twofold. First of all I wanted to aid this young lady. Secondly, I wanted to see how a bunch of empty-headed nitwits conduct themselves. And everyone's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and I think even the mom asked, like, what's a nitwit? <laughs> it's all very, very fun um, and sad at the same time, which is why I love this movie. It is a very fun and sad movie.
1: Come on, it's a timely movie.
0: It's timely. It's definitely timely. Because, yeah, life is fun and sad. Like, it should be. Comedy is almost always about sad things said in a funny way so that Absolutely. way we don't jump Oswald, off the East Bridge.
1: <laughs> Pat Hospital had a whole routine based on this.
0: Yeah, it's uh, like
1: Tragedy plus time equals comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. I often had, oh not often, but I've had plenty of people and even um, I'm, I'm going to be releasing an episode pretty soon with my actually maybe tomorrow I need a look, but um, with my friend Patrick who is a stand-up comedian in San Antonio and he even told me like yeah you should try stand-up man but I seriously don't feel like I've I I, yes I I didn't have the you know fancy upbringing or anything like that but I had like I had too much love around me I don't think (laughs) I don't think I'm like it's like tragic enough to be a comedian (laughs) because the best comedians out there have been through some shit y'all just letting y'all know. So it, ta- it does takes that darkness to be able to find the funny. So or I th- suppose, greatness. but
1: I'm dark and I'm not funny. My life has been <laughs> exceedingly terrible. I actually think you're pretty funny. You should try getting on stage. I'm not that funny. <laughs> I well, you're probably
0: a good writer, though.
1: I literally had a boyfriend tell me, you're not funny, you shouldn't tell jokes.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad he was a had. No he a, yeah, no he's a pass. No
1: no 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 present. <laughs> I
0: don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> well yeah, he accurate. He, you are very funny though, so he's a liar. I hope he I hope he hears this podcast.
1: Oh, I hope he does. He still has a picture of me. He recently did an art piece of me, like of the way I looked at eighteen now. And I was like, Wow, you just posted that? Wow. Yeah, people. Oof.
0: God. So he says, uh back to the movie. Of course, of course. Tragic boy love life too. Back to this movie. Whatever. Tragic uh, Love Life. Yeah, you know, it's just part of it's it's what builds, you know, it builds character. You you gotta have some tragic love. And uh now he's saying that my curiosity is satisfied. He walks off the platform, starts heading out. You even hear someone saying like man i've been wanting to say that all night but i didn't have the nerve
1: i love that (laughs) man that man is my hero
0: (laughs) yeah he 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 says it's gonna be good to go back to the society of really important people irene throws the trophy because obviously that didn't matter to her anymore she wants to talk to godfrey so she chases him down she uh, wants to do something for him now that he's helped her out um they had just fired their first
1: time she says you have a wonderful sense of humor
0: Oh, yes. Yes. She uh, she seems very uh, smitten.
1: It's adorable. And I love how like she she's never once considered a stature. Never once.
0: No, you don't see her ever looking. And I don't know if that's something of innocence or something of living in a bubble, but she doesn't see uh, she doesn't see any of that. She just sees a guy in front of her and she listens to what he's saying. And she probably isn't around a lot of clever, witty, funny people. Because it just seems like most of her family is pretty uh just too uptight to be goofy or to be witty. He's not really goofy, but he's definitely a very witty dude. And yeah, she says that they just fired their butler. Um, and we'll find out why. It's a very difficult to be a butler there. And that they're looking for a new one. And her mom comes around and, of course, tells her to stop talking to this fucking dude. Because what would people think?
1: It looks bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I... I get that, you know. If you have, if you're trying to keep up this, this very specific reputation, the last thing you want to do is look like you're making friends with a forgotten man. And uh, I think Irene ends up telling her like Godfrey is going to be our new butler, but Mom is not happy with that. She doesn't trust him obviously because Irene doesn't know anything about him and they don't know anything about him. And Godfrey says that uh, people often say that stray cats make good pets,
1: <laughs> I <love laughs> which I don't that know. If, quote.
0: Is that true though? <laughs> I'm not a cat guy, but I feel like straight cats will scratch your fucking face off.
1: I hate cats. But the worst part is I am like a cat, so I understand when people say straight cats makes me a pet because they, they people genuinely like me and I am an atrocious human.
0: See? So I think sometimes people like the fact that you are just being who you are and and you know no takey-backies and I think that's the way a stray cat is there there might be a little rough around the edges but you know what if you earn their love you fucking earn their love exactly so,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm ferocious in my dedication and I like to feel like cats are vaguely the same I may not like them but it's only because I'm like them
0: yeah see I, I I feel the same way like I've always had dogs but I think in my heart of hearts I was supposed to be a cat guy I I like their indifference I want to feel not as important
1: They don't give a shit and you really have to prove you're something valuable.
0: Yeah, I I have an anxiety when I walk around the house and I can just constantly hear my dog's paws sort of in my shadow. I'm just like, please find something better to do than follow me.
1: So I'm an asshole and I want to mention the other things they show after the first scene for the auction for um, items they're searching for.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah go for it okay
1: so they include balloons goats corsets fish trombones spinning wheels bowling pins candlesticks <laughs> shields bras billows brooms dress forms canaries and snowshoes i do not took to go through that
0: i thank you so much for presenting that in fact maybe that will be a shirt i'm just going to put a list of the scavenger hunt items in the back of the shirt <laughs>
1: because i spent so much fucking time going through those items like literally like scene by scene going what is someone holding up
0: that is genius i i didn't want to know i was so pissed off that this was even a thing i was just like "Fucking these people man what i
1: the know fun. these rich assholes going hey you want to know what we can acquire with no like actual real effort
0: yes yes i know that's that's the kind of and i think the whole thing is supposed to be for charity right but then she oh, says something about there's no money at the end, or I don't, oh, even don't know. Oh, don't you remember
1: the quote? It's, it's actually really golden because she talks about like, oh, and the money all goes to charity at the end if there is a money left, but there's never any money left.
0: <laughs> See, I knew there was something like that that made me sour on it. I just didn't write it down.
1: Because she's, <laughs> she, 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 I love her. She admits the truth. Like, she is not dumb. Everything she says tells you she's not actually dumb. I have, I have friends like this who like i for my 34th birthday my friend got me 200 dollars with the drinks i didn't pay oh. for them and she made sure someone else did the oh. guy owned a yacht and this is how
0: genius genius i wish i had a friend that would do that for me <laughs> so. i
1: you, i will lend her to you she can do this for anyone like cool. even if you're a man she could do this
0: i've never had a friend lent to me that's awesome Uh, And so, this is when we see Cornelia once again. Every time she comes in, you feel like there should be some sort of evil theme song to play because she just has this vibe about her that is just absolutely, it's almost intoxicating but also terrifying. Oh yeah,
1: she's smart.
0: She's smart, you know, she always has an agenda in the back of her mind. She's very manipulative, she's like dance puppets dance, you know. And she walks in around this time with her own forgotten man. She's late to the party. Irene let her, lets her know that she's too late because she has already won. They let Cornel- Cornelia know that Godfrey's going to be the new butler apparently and Cornelia looks him in the eyes with this evil stare and just says, Oh, I think he'd make a great butler. So Cornelia's forgotten man keeps asking for his five bucks like where's
1: my five bucks
0: and the mom turns toward him and says bucks 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 what is that so she doesn't even know because it's such a slangy poor guy word okay
1: I love this because he's (laughs) she's like this guy sounds like Tim this guy just sounds like Tim oh he does (laughs) come on look at it like go back like he sounds like he's from Queens
0: (laughs) I'm gonna have to maybe I'll I'll insert it in here
1: please like in. Oh, you have. Ah, uh, where do I get my five bucks? Box, box? What? Will you talk to your sister? She wants to hire this man as a butler. Why not? He might make a very good butler.
0: I'm sure I'd make a very good butler. Okay, where do I get my five bucks? 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 What's he talking about? What's he talking
1: about? Five bucks. Oh, I promised him five dollars. Well, give him the five dollars and the bucks too and get him out of here before your sister hires him as a chauffeur. Why did I? Honestly, tag like, him because for all the tags he does, he deserves this.
0: Oh, I know, he's such a tagger man. he's oh, constantly trying to he tried to get Ice-T to respond to my podcast. Well, I don't think that's ice T
1: will not respond to your shit. Come on, grow up.
0: Hey, I know, that's what I told him. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> she gets all matches, the mom gets all mad. Like, what the fuck are bucks? They tell her that Cornelius had promised him five dollars. So she says, Well pay him the bucks and the dollars and get him out of here before my daughter hires him as a chauffeur.
1: <laughs> it's and really women- funny. Women really did run off their chauffeurs during this era. It's super a thing for rich women because like the men they were offered were like, Hey, do you want me to trade for money? And the women were like, No, I'd rather trade for my chauffeur who's super into me.
0: Yeah, you know, prox- you know, proximity is a huge part of love. And I think when you're around some person who happens to you know, to be someone you might be interested in, this is a good chance you're gonna fall in love. It all comes down to science. Love is meaningless. So she says.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. That is harsh. Come on. That is the worst thing you've ever said. (laughs) I love you, but it's the worst thing you ever said.
0: (laughs) Sorry. No, I'm kidding. Uh, So she she says, why is it until now that I find out, this is what the mom says, why is it until now that I find out about the insanity from your father's side of the family? Oh, like
1: it's like, it's, like, like the father's side? Because clearly yeah. this, this bitch is insane. Yeah, I
0: know. The, the mom is the craziest son of a bitch in the whole movie, and she doesn't even realize it, which is why yeah. she's awesome.
1: She's the best. No, don't get me wrong. Like, she's the best, but like that she is absolutely insane.
0: Oh, she's bonkers. And uh, Cornelia tells Godfrey uh, that... She hopes he's very good at shining shoes. So she really is looking forward to making him her bitch for the time that he's a butler. And uh, he wants to maybe drop this whole thing because... He's not feeling good about it. He's like, okay, that was fun and all, getting everyone all riled up, but maybe we should drop this. And Irene is very persistent about bringing him in. She uh, gives him money for some new clothes. And of course, he has a giant asshole in his jacket pocket and the money falls out of the pocket. He pops it back in. He says, I asked Jeeves to lay out of my other coat. <laughs> and uh, she, oh, and he's about to walk out and he's like, wait a minute, I don't even know where you live. And she lives on 5th. I think it's like what, 10, 5th okay. or something.
1: What I love about this is you'll hear this twice in the movie and she'll say, You have such a good sense of humor. yeah. And I I love this, just like there is absolutely an ebb and flow to like their interaction here.
0: Yes, it's...
1: She adores him. Like it's clear and he's not, he's not against this.
0: No, I think he finds it, I think he finds it semi-entertaining and he finds her semi-interesting just because she's definitely different than any other woman he's ever met and she's very pure of heart. So I think he's like, putting up with it right now but i think it's like anything else it grows on you
1: (laughs) i don't know like this i hate to say this is a few female grows on you because there's a lot of like women going oh yeah she grew on like he grew on me but like there's not a lot of like the The reverse where a man goes yeah she grew on me like not a lot of men say that shit, but like i feel like this is godfrey
0: and for a movie from this time period it's pretty awesome that that you know this one and i don't even know was this a big hit do you know? It was.
1: Um, I mean, he was a cat. He was actually given the possibility of Academy Award for his performance based on his performance. No, it was huge. Yeah,
0: well, I I had that. I just didn't, I was curious if um, because you know sometimes there's movies where someone gets nominated for an Academy Award, but it really wasn't like a big box office hit. Like, it's just that the people that watch movies that are famous also noticed that the movie was good. So I was I but it seems like it was definitely gonna be something like like a huge hit. Like it's No, it was actually hilarious. huge.
1: I read awesome. um uh, books about this era where they talked about how people talked about poverty and low income and they literally discussed how bread con- like uh they had breadlines to provide mm. food to people who had no money and they discussed how breadlines were not helping anyone, which is dumb because they're like, Oh well people are choosing to be poor because of breadlines and I'm like, No.
0: Oh, that's very, um, that's, oh man. that pressia, is definitely, yeah. yeah, definitely prescient. That is, yeah. Oh, I God. know,
1: like, they, they talked about that, like, how, like, bread lines were, like, this thing that just kept people staying in poverty because they didn't need to leave. And I was like, definitely not. No one wants to be in poverty. You can't get laid that way. <laughs> okay, but, uh, people may say it any way they want, but, like, if you can't get laid, no one will do it.
0: Yes, yes. Um... It, it, it really, de- it, and it depends on the person. I mean, some people don't, they choose other things over getting laid. But I think the m- majority of human beings...
1: 90%.
0: 90%. It is really about, let me find a way to make myself semi-layable and, and uh, go from and there.
1: And these people were like, they were like, seriously, like, oh, well people won't want to get, like, people want to fuck someone's breadline. I'm like, no, oh, that's dumb. <laughs> like if you need food you need food no one's going to judge you
0: exactly because
1: i i a i read a book on poverty during this time about how money was distributed regarding food for various groups of people and it was yeah no it was really interesting It was talking about food during basically like the 1920s and 1930s man and uh, it led to a lot of interesting things but the thing is like People had a lot of presumptions about what things meant this, this era. Like, this is a huge revolutionary movie.
0: That's awesome to know. And uh, it, I probably it probably doesn't. I'm you know, <laughs> I feel like my podcast isn't the one it should be on. I hope I'm hoping a much more refined podcast has covered covered this movie. But I am honored to have it on this show, so that's good. I'll try. We're please, I think we're please, paying go good ahead. justice to it. I feel like. Um, so now we see Godfrey coming in as the new butler, looking sharp as hell. Oh yeah, Beautiful man. new suit. Yeah, he's got a new suit, uh, it's, and he's got a great pencil mustache, because this is the first time we really see the mustache get revealed, because he, he, yeah, he just sort of had what I look right now, We you know, the good old quarantine... <laughs> unshaven <laughs> look uh but yeah the, he looks perfectly it looks perfectly maintained now he meets the housemaid, whose name is molly and she's a very aloof about him arriving as the family has sort of a rotating door of butlers and she is not looking into making any close friends i guess of whoever works there uh there's a little funny bit here where uh he says uh, may i be frank and she responds is that your name yes <laughs> no no my name's godfrey but he wants to ask her if they can be friends oh come um, on she
1: said then she says let me like she's so like okay go ahead i'll let you be frank yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she does say that. i love that
1: um also she she's asked awesome. him a, a she does crosswords so she's asking him a three-letter seabird with r as the middle letter you know um i answer? actually looked this up
0: of course you fucking did
1: I did. I, I I work in a library. I'm a huge nerd. Um, so the, the word here is urn. Earn, E-R-N. Urn. Earn. That I is a three-letter seabird.
0: Well, you heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> we figured out the answer to that crossword puzzle from that man or my man, Godfrey.
1: 1937 garbage information. Here you go. <laughs>
0: You should probably work that into uh, the Wikipedia page of this or IMDB. Uh, but I love that. Um, and I did try to think of it just in my own head, and I was like, "Yeah, this is too much. Plus, I was hungover. so.
1: you kidding me? I called like, a guy who worked works as a preacher and asked him about where you pray, and he couldn't give me the answer, so he fucking Googled it. And I was like, come on. <laughs> like, you worked man. as a preacher.
0: I'm telling you people these days so she says yes and tells him to sit down and she tells him that the rental tag is still on his suit so
1: i love this woman this woman is the best woman in the film like like honestly come at me
0: yeah yeah totally she's she has been there for a long time she has seen some shit you know she's she earns her fucking money there and she's sort of uh she's like a a part of she's not really a part of the family but she is someone that they're very very familiar with they're familiar with her work so she's laid back you know she's settled in on the job and he's coming in trying to try hard and shit and he asks if there's a butler's quarters and she says uh you better just put your hat by the door so you can grab it on your way out
1: (laughs) and she says at this point like i'm a seasoned campaigner like who are you
0: yes and she is (laughs) because of that and the fact that she's seen so many butlers get kicked out the door She's confident that this one's going to be much like all the others. You hear uh, the alarm ring or the, I don't know what you call it, but uh, the buzzer from Mrs. Uh, Butler. She's probably extremely hungover, as Molly says, and she'll ring enough because she doesn't get up right away. And she says, don't worry. She rings again a little bit later and she forgets about the first time she rang. (sighs) But it looks like Mrs. Butler really needs her tomato juice because she starts spamming that fucking buzzer like a son of a bitch molly warns godfrey that mrs butler sees pixies uh which you had mentioned earlier
1: (laughs) at this point he decides to add worcestershire sauce to the uh the elixir and this is really amusing because i decided i have tomato juice i have worcestershire sauce because i am a stupid white bitch (laughs) and so i add both of these to a drink and decided to try them
0: oh god Uh, why would you do that
1: because molly goes this will burn the woman's throat and i go look like i know you guys didn't have seasoning back then but like i think it won't burn your throat
0: (laughs) what what was your review (laughs)
1: um so it's actually pretty strong the amount of worcestershire sauce he was adding was pretty potent it tasted like you were drinking like a steak sauce with tomato juice
0: jesus christ that is i would have heartburn for like two hours after that i just Uh, don't acidic you
1: had vodka it's okay
0: yeah, it kind of balances it out a little bit. Is that what you did? You just fixed it up with some water. Yeah,
1: vodka? no, no, I just fixed it. I just fixed it with the alcohol. It was fine.
0: <laughs> so then the maid leads Godfrey to Missus Butler's room, and she says, "Her cage is up there, first door."
1: <laughs> does yeah, does she call it a cage? She does, and she offers to leave his hat and coat by the door just in case.
0: Yeah, she's constantly just moving his shit around. I love to love it. it <laughs> she's like,
1: "You to fucking leave," is all she wants to say.
0: <laughs> it's really fucking funny.
1: Like you're gonna leave is all she wants to say to him.
0: Yep, and the house is quite extravagant as he goes up the spiral stair- staircase. And I was kind of wondering, is this all sets? Because I couldn't tell if it. Yeah, because I don't think it's an actual house they're in but they definitely made the set look like a really dope house We so now we're like this is when you really see how these people are living it up I mean they're doing pretty fucking good for themselves right now and he's in Mrs. Butler's room with her tomato juice she is uh you know either way uh very, she's very hungover, uh, or she's on LSD. I'm not sure because she's I, fucking seeing shit. It seems like
1: opium. It seems like opium. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> she is on some good shit, man.
1: I wish I had this shit.
0: Oh, she's like not seeing anything. He says that the juice is pixie removal, which makes oh, her yeah. very happy. She's like, good, good, good. I I don't like the pixies, but I also don't want them to get stepped on. So please don't step on the pixies either.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, to be fair, I have the exact quote for this. And yes, is,
0: please. Go ahead.
1: You mustn't step on them. I don't like them, but I don't like to see them stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the need to like actually provide this quote.
0: No, perfect. I loved it. And he mentions that it's. He's like, "Hey, it's Godfrey," because she was, couldn't see. She's like looking forward for a second and talking to him, and then finally she's like, "Wait, who are you?" And he mentions something about him being Godfrey, the Forgotten Man. And she finally starts to remember who he is. She says that uh, she better not drink any more of this, or he might go away as well. So she is on another level. She just starts laughing and shit. She's happily high. I guess she say. also
1: says. Are you that ugly man with the beard?
0: Oh, she does?
1: <laughs> she does. Oh, I love this quote. Are you the ugly man with the beard?
0: Oh, gosh. You know, when you're really high and just don't really have a filter. And she barely has a filter as it is, so.
1: Oh, she doesn't. Oh, man. Be- best woman in the film. That's not Molly. Molly, by the way, best woman in the film.
0: Yes, she is the best woman in the film. She, uh, she just figured that he would get fired, so she did have the stuff near the front door and she sends him to Cornelia's room because he says like, oh actually that went pretty well and she's like, well that was nothing. Just wait until you see Cornelia. Try the
1: lioness.
0: Yeah, she's like, that was just the cub. And he goes into her room and she just yells at him and tells him to get the fuck out pretty much, right?
1: I love this. It is so great. She's like, who the hell are you? Get the fuck out. I don't fucking want you here. And I love, like, okay, she doesn't curse, but it's still the same.
0: Pretty much, yeah. That's what she would have said if it was made now. And then he heads to Irene's room to to deliver the food. I'm not sure if Irene yells out. Um, that she wants the food or if he just goes naturally in because I, I was kind of confused as to who was yelling. But no, he, she's chill. She's chill, right? And he walks in. She doesn't recognize him at first because shaving and looking really nice makes a homeless man unrecognizable. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> they start having another one of those ADHD conversations. It's just rapid fire from her end and he's just trying to keep up she has him sit down, and this is what um, we were actually talking before. I don't think we were recording yet, but you were no, mentioning we something about this moment.
1: It's a uh, Hayes yeah. rule. Yes. So there are Hayes rules about propriety, and propriety, and I say this in a southern way. I was going to say it, it is. It is absolutely the southernest thing I know. Is um, that if a gentleman sits on a lady's bed, he's supposed to keep both feet on the floor to make sure he doesn't try anything. Oh, God are <laughs> you kidding but like literally um hitchcock asked hayes the actual director of hayes to come in and uh edit his films
0: wow he did
1: not show up
0: oh my god of course not because
1: hayes was definitely like he did not have the spot for this
0: hell nah I'm, i am like, I mean oh it's because like go ahead
1: uh, no so, so that was like it's like the idea of a man sitting on a woman's bed with his his feet on the floor. And like, he's like, that's still too much for me.
0: Yes, it's and you also kind of get that vibe because he he knows he's the butler. He's trying to be proper. She's having him sit down like she just doesn't see any boundaries whatsoever. So oh, yeah. like, like, just sit down, like, don't worry about it. Uh, she mentions that she wants him to be her protégé. We, we're going to hear the word protégé, which made me think of the Mazda protégé. Great car, y'all. Just take a look at that old car it had its moments. And uh, we're going to hear that word quite a bit. It occupies... Um, it's something like she says being having a protégé would occupy her mind and his character building. So. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, first of all, you understand, like, the fact that he's listening to her at all in the 1937s is a huge thing as a woman
0: that's true that's very true like
1: he actually acknowledges her as an equal like that is fundamentally huge
0: yeah and uh it's they have uh very special chemistry already uh and we're gonna get to see that build up as the movie goes along he's
1: he's definitely interested
0: yeah yeah he's digging but this like
1: in a like weird way in i don't get fired away
0: yes he's afraid about that he kind of he, he kind of manages to let her know like yes I'm okay you want to do that but if I need to keep on butlering and she's considered to be a sponsor for him he needs to make sure that he is doing his job and that if somebody rings for him and if he doesn't hear it it's gonna look bad on her so she's like okay okay like go ahead and do your thing before he leaves um, Irene says that Godfrey is her responsibility so they definitely have a sort of arrangement here she's gonna be watching out for him and making sure he's successful and uh obviously it's all just a ploy because she she's really digging this guy
1: oh yeah she loves him like absolutely At the gate, she she wants to go a date with him but she understands they can't ask her the way he is right now
0: nope and so it's a process of getting him getting him uh i guess more successful
1: <laughs> i i know it shouldn't be a thing but it is it is
0: yeah and he heads out of the room and we see a good old mr bullock come out into the stairway he tells him it's a fine morning, and Mister Bullock goes down the stairs with him, like at the exact same fucking pace. And just stares at him. It's absolutely okay, but hilarious.
1: Godfrey is picking up his shit, like he's yeah, picking up his all bags shit. and his hat and his coat because Molly has left this shit out for him. <laughs> so he's like, because she is she is peddling his ass out to the door, and
0: it looks very suspicious to Mister Bullock because he's like, "Why is this guy walking out of my daughter's room and he's, he has all his with luggage all and shit?" His
1: shit. What the like fuck that is, is a day case if you've ever seen one
0: Yeah and it looks like Bullock's about to fight his ass right He's, oh, like,
1: you know, he's, he's literally telling him I'm a middleweight yeah. like He's literally saying I will Fight your ass
0: But Molly clears it all up and lets him know What's going on and then, oh, she
1: sort of does. She goes, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, well, I just left my stuff here. Like, she, Molly sells his ass out. I love this because yeah, Molly sells his ass out. Yeah, she doesn't give a
0: shit really about him at all right now.
1: Because she's like, Fuck him. He's nobody <laughs> right now.
0: <laughs> you really got to earn Molly's love and attention. She, she's Molly's the
1: best, best person in the movie.
0: Yes. And now she lets uh, Mr. Bullock know that there is a process server at the door. Turns out that uh, Miss Cornelia was busting windows along 5th Avenue, so now he has to pay for that. Big old pain in the ass. And at the same time, Molly lets him know that there's a man, a cab driver, I think, who wants uh, $50 and his horse back because apparently Irene took the horse and rode it up the stairs into the fucking house. Which is into a, the
1: library, sir. <laughs> into
0: the library. Bullock walks toward the, toward the library, opens the door, and you hear a good old... Fake horse neigh sound, which is fantastic. He's the
1: Mister Ed of sounds.
0: Yes, (laughs) and and then you see Molly look at Godfrey and says, "What do you, what do you begin to? Well, do you begin to get the idea? So she's trying to tell (laughs) him these
1: are the fucking people we're dealing with.
0: Yes, this is a fucking circus house, and I hope you're ready for it. I think she almost feels like she was doing him a favor by getting his ass out of there.
1: Oh yeah, she's like, "Do you want to be here? Because you could leave.
0: Yeah." So now Godfrey is in a nice little seating room area. I'm sure there's some formal name for this type of room. And Cornelia tells him if, uh, if he likes it there. He says it's very entertaining, which is probably how I would say that. I've said something very similar in a situation like that. And he says it's uh, better here than living at the dump. And Cornelia reiterates how how she met him at the dump and he pushed her in the ash. I think she's a little hazy about it all because she was probably parting pretty hard. Um, oh yeah literally yeah. no
1: one remembers this except for godfrey he's the only type of person for it yeah and her exact line and i love this because it is reference to the movie is come here my man
0: <laughs> she's got big lady balls
1: oh she is the hoods oh
0: yeah And she says, I will make your life so miserable. And at the very same time, we see Irene come into the room and she shuts up mid-sentence. Cornelia Cornelia does. Irene says, you better leave Godfrey alone because he's her protege. She says uh, she'll suck her if she tells dad about her buying Godfrey suits and all kinds of shit to get him set up to be the butler. And then I think Irene threatens to tell their dad about some college fellow that I guess... Cornelia's she, been messing around she with? She
1: does, she does. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like, college fields are nice for this era, but like they're not actually established.
0: Yes, I think it's dangerous to be messing with a college guy. It's like kind of gambling your future because you don't know if he's going to pull it off or not.
1: Like oh, you need yeah. to wait for a career.
0: Yes, unless they're from already a rich family, I guess that might help, but this Polly is a college guy who doesn't come from money. Or yeah, not as much. Like,
1: otherwise, otherwise they acknowledge the name.
0: Exactly. And uh, then that weird dude, Carlo, comes in talking about him. Oh,
1: my him. God, Carlo. <laughs> okay, so I have to ask you, as, as a person who watches literally five times in the last, like, like week,
0: uh-huh.
1: what is Carlo?
0: I want to say that Carlo is like a, he's a thespian, he's a, a screenwriter, he's a playwright, he's a musician. He's one of those, like, um, what do you call him, renaissance man or something like he's an artist
1: i I agree i also feel like he's a gigolo
0: oh do you oh you think he's sort of a side hustle piece like for
1: i feel like he's a side piece for literally the whole family
0: yeah you gotta keep a fresh cock around the house
1: i i feel like that's the case and i i love this because he he is russian jewish and so it is is totally illicit but I feel like he is just the resident cock for the house because clearly Mr. Bullock himself is not around.
0: Yes, and he is not a fan, uh, so we get to know uh, their relationship a little bit better. Oh, yeah.
1: No, he hates Carlo.
0: And although it- Mrs. Bullock loves her some Carlo.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, she loves Carlo. Like I, I have so many Carlo
0: notes. Yeah, she protects Carlo quite a bit and we'll we'll see here. Um, he comes in, he's talking about a book that he's been reading. He's always reading or fucking playing or singing or fucking reading he off is. of Yeah, he's one of those guys. Fucking he's basically the equivalent of the guy that would play acoustic guitar after high school you know, after school in high school. Fucking these
1: I love this fuck boy.
0: Ah, not a big fan. And uh <laughs> and then, I would be walking by them with my fucking uh, Liberty spikes <laughs> spitting at them or something. <laughs> so, I
1: mean, I suppose, but honestly, like sometimes this is what you get. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, so then, yeah. So he comes through. He says a couple of weird things because he always does. Then loud ass mom comes through holding some long haired dog. It's a very cute little dog. Perfect rich people dog. Like
1: it's a Shih Tzu dog. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it a Shih Tzu? Okay. It I is couldn't a tell. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Vella comes through to discuss some family matters. Uh, he was going through last month's bills because the family has been spending way too much fucking money. Carl gets incredibly exasperated because talking about money makes him incredibly sad. He says that money is like... He says money is like Frankenstein? Or you might have the line, but he I, says something about I it.
1: I actually have this line, but it's a little further ahead than I am. Um, where they initially come in and he goes... Um, the the man of the house is speaking yeah and he goes "Ah, oh, money 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 the frankenstein monster that destroys souls
0: oh my god and he
1: says that he's um, that guy y'all and then uh <laughs> the matriarch herself says i'm positive i didn't ride in into the library because i didn't have my writing costume on <laughs> and like i love this absolute exception i know <laughs>
0: Uh, um, it's, it's amazing
1: At this point, uh, Irene pretends to have a fainting spell
0: Yes, yes, uh, you know
1: And so, Carlo pretends to be a gorilla to cheer her Yes,
0: at. yeah, so yeah, because dad is enraged about the family spending all this money and They're damaging shit Cornelia asks, um, uh Oh because so then Godfrey comes in with some old d'oeuvres or something and she Oh yeah,
1: he's just standing there judging the shit out of that.
0: Yeah, she's like which one of these is poison. And <laughs> because she's trying to make the point, we don't know this oh, motherfucker, yeah. like he could kill us in our sleep. He could stab one of us, like we should be careful about him and she's trying to make the whole family paranoid about this son of a bitch being in the house. I mean this? the
1: last guy Literally stole from them And he had Actual references But like This guy's an asshole
0: Yes And as the family Starts kind of Well maybe We don't know much about him Irene distracts everyone By having a rich girl Emotional breakdown That you were just talking about
1: <laughs> Oh yeah she, she does Just to get the distraction Off of Godfrey yes. But she, she really does love him
0: Yeah And she is his sponsor So she's making sure He's okay Carlo That's when Carlo Decides to do Some sort of weird Chimpanzee Fucking sti- Or gorilla, gorilla thing shit Yeah He sticks two big fucking olives like in his bottom lip to give him that gorilla look and it's creepy as fuck to me I couldn't look at him oh
1: no (laughs) he he is and he climbs up the window with his hands and not with his legs and he says I'll do it but my heart isn't in it yeah yeah.
0: he's like oh I'll do it but my heart won't be in it
1: (laughs) and he's such like I feel like I want Gomez to deliver this line
0: oh I know (laughs) Yeah, he is uh, just an amazing, very dedicated, uh, dedicated to the family, you know, I think because he's fucking mooching off of him like a son of a bitch. So if they ask him to dance around like a gorilla, he better fucking dance around like a gorilla.
1: And he better get paid.
0: Yes. And so then Godfrey just comes in with drinks and he's just looking at everything that's happening with absolute amazement as we see, you know, we see Carlo doing his thing. We see Irene crying like a son of a bitch and we see the mom doing her thing. The dad says, this family uh, doesn't need any more stimulants." I'm taking these drinks to my room, and you bring the same order up 30 minutes from now.
1: <laughs> and eventually Godfrey goes to the kitchen and says, what kind of family am I up against?
0: Yes, you think he's realizing he is in quite a fucking situation here. He is frazzled as hell, and he's talking to Molly about this in the kitchen. And,
1: and Molly says, there's some things even I can't answer <laughs> and I love this woman she, like, she just lives with utter confidence Like, this woman is all I want to be
0: Yes, she's mysterious and she's very sure of herself She speaks in fucking <laughs> weird code I,
1: Look, I understand she's mid-30s and she's not supposed to be attractive But like this is the one where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm looking at you
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> there's just something about it, you know
1: Like, she's all chemistry
0: Totally And she even lets him know that he may want to remove the rouge on his lips. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. She says... That of lips makes you look like Cupid.
0: Yes, because uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but while everyone leaves the fucking room and Irene tells her mom, just bring Godfrey over, bring Godfrey over here. And the mom leaves and tells Godfrey to come by. He leaves incredibly frazzled because she whispers something which forces him to get a little closer and she, cause it's too quiet and she whispers again he can't hear it quite. And he gets a little closer and she says something. I'm not, basically like I'm not having a breakdown. I just wanted everyone to leave. And she goes in for a kiss and kisses him on the lips. And that's really- yeah. It's a sneaky little move from her and that's what got him all frazzled and shit he's like what the fuck i got people kissing me i'm just trying to make a living here and he does not know what to do and of course he does dig her too so he isn't sure what to do from this point he goes to his room to go take off the rouge from his lips that he got from her she walks in of course uh uh, irene does he wants her to leave his room but she won't have none of that (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh no, no, no she's like what it's like any other room like all the rooms are the same yeah
0: she's like i live here it's pretty much my house so i can go wherever i want and he starts asking irene if she happens to know about uh behaving properly because <laughs> his okay, job okay, will be I in danger a quote,
1: I, I have a quote here and she goes prior to you you use such lovely big words i love big words <laughs> yeah. what does it mean and like she's clearly swooning during this
0: yes uh he's he's just trying to translate in a very nice respectful gentle way of i need you to not be insane so i can keep this job
1: don't get me fired bitch yes. come on. <laughs> no. like seriously because
0: she is a very she's a rich kid you know she's used to getting exactly what she wants when she wants it and she has a very specific kind of way of acting it's it's almost like um when you see someone at the store and their kid doesn't get the candy they want or the toy and they fall on the floor and they just start hitting the floor and crying it's basically that but in a very much in a much more dramatic way coming from a beautiful rich lady and oh yeah no
1: she is she is very pretty that is exactly what this is
0: yeah and by
1: the way that's his ex-wife oh no shit no shit um that is about three years his ex-wife oh she
0: looks worth marrying for a little bit
1: and they seem to get along. They still had a like actual amicable relationship afterwards.
0: Yeah, I, f- I feel I'm always surprised. I guess it all comes down to money and shit. And maybe back then it wasn't as big of a deal. You know, they were making money, but um, it's weird. Like Hollywood relationships, they seem to always end pretty shitty. So it's pretty awesome that they ended, you know, amicably. And but she liked him. Uh, yeah. don't
1: know, no, Like, like honestly, everyone I have ever met, like according to all the texts I have looked up and looked up a lot for this episode, everyone likes William Powell.
0: That's awesome, because I am always Which worried. Which is hard. Because I'm honoring these guys for their moustaches, and I'm always worried, like, oh, man, what if they had some fucked-up pastor So I do tend to do a little peek just to see if there's anything obvious out there, but he seems to be a pretty classy Hollywood fucking legend. So.
1: I mean, honestly, I've looked it up, and, like cause I I really... There was this great uh, movie with uh, with other another actor that I liked that I wanted to consider, but he was day rapist like it was clark gable Um, i was like like yeah honestly this guy came clean
0: yeah you want to separate the art from the work but sometimes it's like oof difficult i I mean i even had i did meteor man which had fucking cosby in it and i was like i'm just gonna kind of (sighs) just kind of pass that along like i'm just gonna kind of not really focus on him much luckily he doesn't talk about william powell yeah like,
1: william powell is a surprisingly great guy by accounts of women and I understand at some point these women like who were filmsters in their 40s were forced to sell their stories in like the 60s yeah because they had no money left
0: no that sucks but
1: and so they didn't have a single mean story against them which is so telling
0: that's amazing um i mean it should be the way it is anyway but back then and even now it's just not always the way that goes so it's great that he was a pretty decent man and i want to
1: bring you a good guy because i knew errol flynn
0: <laughs> Appreciate and it. errol
1: flynn is fun but a drunkard like a really bad drunkard
0: <laughs> oh god i hope better become that
1: <laughs> you should he's 1920 silent film like he's the original mustache and yes it's a pencil which is eh but still
0: yeah you know as long as they sport it well godfrey ends up telling uh telling uh, uh irene through a story letting her know that he once knew this girl who was kind enough to get him a job and he was very grateful but then she became a fucking nuisance <laughs> oh yeah no, no, no
1: i love this she's like who she's like do you still know this woman
0: <laughs> and he's like yes i do
1: it's fucking irene yes like are you kidding me it's irene
0: and he tells her like she she and you know she Uh, should meet a man and get married and have a great life and he's trying to tell her like I am not your route this is not the path you need to find your path of meeting some rich guy and having a good life and get the fuck out of mine but you know she doesn't take no for an answer but he does promptly kick her out of his room she isn't happy with the decision she tells him that he'll be sorry so for the next 30 to 45 minutes we're gonna get some very sad depressing (laughs) irene
1: oh she's like you think emo is new this is the moment oh. you realize emo isn't new
0: yeah this is like okay so I, I don't have a whole bunch of experience watching a lot of these 30s movies a few here and there of course but i, I don't have a whole bunch this is like when you see people nowadays pretending to to harken back to these times like where they act all oh, way overly the top dramatic about being sad this this is the fucking origin of it like i was like holy shit like this is awesome
1: it's a thing
0: i loved it um so now we see carlos singing a classical song that is equivalent to the song that never ends from lamb chop because it's just the same thing over and over again he's like or oh, they sure really are, or something like that
1: i i love this because i don't know what ethnicity he's supposed to pretend to be but he isn't
0: i f- kept feeling like he was pretending to be italian or sicilian i know
1: right but he's not but
0: he's not yeah he, he even kind
1: like, of he's has an accent russian
0: yeah, and he doesn't seem to. I don't know, maybe he's hiding it, but it seems that he's trying to make some sort of European, Italianish accent here and there, but I could be wrong. But and even the way he's singing, but when he's singing, he sounds really good. He's a wonderful voice. I feel like everyone oh, no, could sing great. back then, right? She
1: a good French career.
0: Yes, and uh, Mrs. Butler likes that song title and the, and the fact that the words are the exact same as the title. Saying that she always has trouble remembering certain songs like the Star Spangled Banner. She can never remember the fucking words. And Mrs. Butler sees Godfrey comes in and he's like, oh, there's Godfrey. He knows a lot of things we don't know and do you know all the words to the Star Spangled Banner?
1: Okay, but she's straight nitty on top of the dog. Is she? <laughs> she is, she's literally knitting on top of the dog And I can't ignore this The dog
0: needs to know where he belongs
1: Like it's a shih tzu and I get that the dog needs to know His position but still
0: <laughs> The dog's like
1: <laughs> Like it's this tiny Furry fluffy dog and I'm like Oh wow you really know where you belong
0: Yeah we didn't realize that when we see the dog again It's actually dog number two <laughs> That dog died at that scene <laughs>
1: And now we have
0: a new dog, and this dog is someone's bitch. Yes, and uh, and so Mrs. Butler mentions that. Uh, uh, oh no, she tells Godfrey something about. I. She says something that she should know the words because her parents came on the the ship after the Mayflower.
1: <laughs> She's like, Does
0: not the Mayflower, the ship after the Mayflower. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah Because she's that white
0: She is that white She's that she's pure She's
1: super proud She's so proud
0: Pure, pure American So she asks Us. if Godfrey's family Arrived on a ship And he says Well as far as they know They've always been here So she says They weren't Indians I hope
1: and then she goes you've always had like you have high cheekbones she's so weirdly racially suspicious of this shit there's three moments of weird racial suspicion this is one of them i
0: didn't even know high cheekbones was a thing for native americans like i had no idea that was a trait for them but i i guess i don't know
1: i mean compared to certain groups but like compared to white people i feel like they're not much higher
0: i just feel like high cheekbones is a goddamn good thing to have I mean, it just adds. I mean, to. unless
1: you want them broken, like, yeah. like I have enough. I have high cheekbones, so some, like, I understand how easily they're broken.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I mean, how often are you gonna get your face slammed into the ground unless you deserve it? So
1: I don't know. Look, like, you had Liberty Spikes. How often do you get your face smashed into the ground?
0: Not very often.
1: Wow, Liberty Spikes! Congratulations.
0: Yeah, nobody fucks with a dude who just looks insane. Like that was kind of my goal because I was just incredible like nerdy dude uh very skinny is, and i was like you know that's
1: not how that's not how it works as a woman <laughs> I, I i appreciate that but it's not how it works as a woman like you go because as a testy as a woman that is not how it works
0: <laughs> yeah i i that was my only solution i was like all right maybe if i just look crazy and i, I was listening obviously i wasn't a poser i was listening to punk anyway i was listening a ton of street punk i was like oh man i look in the inside of the the little booklets, I'm like, man, these guys look cool. I'm going to do this because no one else was dressing like that anymore. It was, you know, 1999 or whatever, 2000. And yeah, it helped. People stopped. They, I became my own thing. So it worked out very nicely for about a year and a half. And then I just got so sick of putting glue in my hair.
1: It's a lot of work. It
0: is. And I was like, why is this supposed to be a culture of fuck this and fuck that when I am trying incredibly too hard to look like a punk rock girl? Like I, this is stupid.
1: <laughs> I spent a long time growing to a person who's comfortable with themselves. Like yep, me too. Growing into femininity was a hard thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I not for me, Bob, but like growing into be understand. comfortable in your own skin.
1: I, I understand, but like the whole punk rock scene, like being feminine is not like a giant like benefit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like being feminine was a big thing grew into
0: yeah that's true yeah I, sometimes i miss little bits of it but i still can enjoy the music and not have to like be punked by the book so
1: and that's how i tend to feel myself like i don't care how i look
0: yeah fuck it i just want to be comfortable i will dress nice for no freaking reason sometimes and i don't care you know if, if people say i look like a 1970s weatherman I don't care. (laughs) You look good. Yeah. So uh, Irene comes out incredibly sad and depressed during this scene. Oh,
1: yeah. The most emo you've ever seen. Oh, my
0: God. She's like, oh. And Godfrey (laughs) comes up to her with uh, flowers uh, that came in for her. And she's like, what difference does it make where one puts flowers when one's heart is breaking? She says, life is just an empty bubble. And all I have to say is that some people will be sorry someday. <laughs> so
1: it's like a whole thing. I mean, thing. is emo new?
0: <laughs> I know. And it's really funny because she's speaking in these weird, I don't know, like this weird emo way. And she's making Carlo confused.
1: <laughs> oh, I love Carlo.
0: I think it goes. She's the- oh, go ahead. He's the what?
1: him and him and mar him and molly are perhaps
0: they're so fantastic and they're just like little bit characters but they're perfect for what they are like absolutely awesome and she says like um because he says for what because she's like uh i'll even i think i have the lines here she says all i have to say is some people will be sorry someday naturally everybody will 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 be someday is what her mom says and i think carlo says for what and she says some people will know for what and then it will be too late. And then Carlo goes, This conversation is very confusing.
1: <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I love Carlo. Carlo is the most actual, like present person.
0: And I love it because the mom goes, You mustn't confuse Carlo <laughs> Like she's getting mad at them for making him confused. She's like, Is
1: Carlo a Gigolo? Like I have, Totally. Like I have no answers. Like what the fuck is Carlo? He's
0: gotta be because she supports the, the the mom just supports him for everything when he's when he's having a little breakdown she's like look
1: what you did to carlo <laughs> i love carlo i want like i buy I, I want I something spent the like whole that i wonder what carlo is
0: yes i know I, it's got to be something that's so so implied back then and you just, you just couldn't say it out loud
1: i hope he's the jiggler i hope, like, so I hope too. he's like some like it's the best he
0: looks like he'd be a very gentle lover
1: Like he's there for you emotionally, like he's there for you physically. I like Carlos' concept.
0: You know, he goes down there and he sings one of his songs. You know, that's got to be good.
1: That's a hummer. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
0: you. (laughs) So it looks like Irene is having a tea party, which I didn't even know was an actual fucking thing. I always thought that was just something little girls did, but it turns out
1: no, that's that's a stupid white thing. Yeah,
0: I was like, okay, cool, cool. So I thought that. uh that was kind of awesome. So Cornelia starts being a total asshole again. She even mentions that she the pose that Irene is is in, like she's like being super emotional. She's like in this very sad lady pose, and she's like, "Didn't we learn that uh, position in acting class?"
1: <laughs> that is position number eight, actually, sir.
0: Oh, I like that. It. It's very. It, she's like playing this. She's doing this bit, you know. She's trying to make really what her goal is is to make Godfrey feel bad. For making you know for refusing you know her passion
1: (laughs) i actually have a quote uh the quote is uh from cornelia i remember the pose so well from dramatic school it's number eight right
0: yes (laughs) dramatic school gotta love it and then god godfrey asks where where should the sandwiches be placed and leslie says leslie irene says what is food and then her mom says what's something you eat silly <laughs> she,
1: i love her mom. she takes like, everything I, so I love literal. so many people
0: yeah i know her mom like just i don't know if it's the drugs but everything that everyone says she just takes it so literally she's so oblivious I, to what people are actually feeling
1: i want these drugs
0: yes they must be very very good because she's going through life fucking happy as hell
1: She's not pixies. Like, she's fucking fine. Yes. She thought Godfrey is Molly. I know. Like, I'm jealous. And
0: then, so, so now we're at the party, and it's a classic Richie Rich party. Everyone is singing, and by the piano, it's fantastic. The mom is having a damn good time. She's, she's, uh, she's still way fucking louder than the music, but she says no. that the, she's complaining that the music is distracting her from the card game, because I think she confuses. She thought she offered one card, but it was she meant a different card
1: one suit but the other suit yeah no I'm a huge card fan and this annoys the living me. <laughs> I play so many cards that I hate this woman <laughs> I
0: know a little Texas Hold'em but I don't really know a lot of other card games
1: I play a lot of them and she's not playing one you know
0: oh, okay uh, <laughs> I could kind of tell just from looking at it so then uh, all of a sudden uh, this random dude pops up and And Irene, he pops up toward Irene like a goddamn vulture. He comes at her, um, almost like a used car salesman that sees someone that looks like a sucker. You know, he grabs her by the shoulders. He really does. It's very inappropriate. (laughs) He he grabs her by the shoulders and, like, he's all close up. And she gets really mad. She's like, listen, Van Rumpel, just because some people have a million dollars doesn't mean they can put their arms around other people. And he puts his collar up on his suit and goes, where's the bar?
1: (laughs) I I love that he makes this burr expression like, oh, wow, I'm surprised someone's cold to this shit. I'm like, yeah, someone's cold to this shit. Come on. You don't see this coming?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like back then these guys could just do whatever the fuck they wanted. And uh, it was about time that he got his medicine. He's probably been courting her for some quite time so for for, for, uh, for t- some time. So I think he's used to uh, he's not used to her being like this, though. So Godfrey is walking around presenting hors d'oeuvres and to people he he stops by irene and she says no thank you no thank you
1: okay and this is great because she travels him around for several scenes and still goes <laughs> no thank you she's like saying this in every scene i'm like come on lady like everyone knows you've said no thank you like no one's full of this point.
0: yes i know her thirst is so strong right now she is so like, pissed
1: she just, she just wants to be in proximity
0: yes and uh, she, I just love how she glides around the room, and you see, like Godfrey's just doing his job. He's just trying to yeah, do his job.
1: He's a good man. He's a good professional. I appreciate this as a as an actual worker. <laughs> yes,
0: he's not here for any types of type of love distractions, and so he's walking around. He's offering some to Missus Bullock. When all of a sudden, this man named Tommy Gray pops into the room. He's a he he's awesome. I love this guy too, and he's very. He's also very funny, has great, they gave him some great fucking lines to work with in this movie, and Godfrey seems sort of frazzled by this, he seems a little off-put, he's like, oh shit, I fucking know, like you feel like he's got to know this guy or something because he starts kind of looking weird, he walks away from the table right away, Tommy's coming by to say hello to everyone, he runs, and he runs into Irene's depressed ass, he says, how are you darling, (laughs) and she's like, what does it matter how I am? The whole thing is only a delusion. He's like, what thing? You wouldn't understand. He says, well, I don't so far.
1: I I love people who think emo is no. Like, how no do you think anything is?
0: I know. She actually kind of reminds me, like all of her lines remind. I wish I'm a fraud because I can't remember his name, but the little robot guy from um, uh, uh, the Guide to the Galaxy, the traveler was it fuck i can't think of it marvin yes thank the, you marvin yes because he says all those type of lines like the whole thing is only a delusion <laughs> like, uh,
1: by the way weird side note i actually remember that the thing added to uh to um pink gin is bitters <laughs> It's called bitters,
0: and that is what I we call it. That is what we call a callback, everybody.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm Val in the, game.
0: <laughs> the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I wonder if they drink gin in that movie. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you want a book reference? I got it.
0: You do. Yeah, I know. Thank you. I'm gonna. You know what? I think the next time you come around, it should be a movie that was first a novel, and we can kind of compare both and shit. I think that'll be fun.
1: I suppose, but like duck soup, you would. If you haven't seen duck, have you seen duck soup?
0: No, I haven't. I haven't. I It's oh on the list. God. It's on the list.
1: You are breaking my heart. Like it's a painted-on a mustache, but it doesn't matter. Yes, I know. I I, I promise you, it doesn't matter. I think like, you it mentioned is, it. It's about dictate It's about dictatorship. Like during Hitler's era, it is so relevant.
0: <laughs> I will check it out. I will check it out. I promise.
1: Okay. It will.
0: I don't know if it's i don't know if it's podcast worthy but
1: oh oh duck soup bullshit it's not worthy (laughs) like duck soup is like look i've watched a lot of film like i am you want an expert on someone from like 1930s to 1960s that's me
0: oh well i can see why you're an avid grind bin listener at least for the 60s part
1: (laughs) you will duck soup is quintessential i promise you you will love Uh,
0: it. stop saying duck soup it's making me hungry
1: (laughs) It's also delicious. It is
0: delicious.
1: <laughs> um, like I, I have I have places in the later recommended for that by the way. Um if you haven't gone to uh, Genghis Cohen's, you should.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Genghis Cohen's like absolutely order in. You're in the place. like you're close enough you could order in.
0: Oh, thanks for the pointer. I will add that to the food list. So you're giving me movie lists <laughs> recommendations and some food lists.
1: I'm a shitty person, forgive me.
0: Oh no, I absolutely enjoy it. I I, I am new in town, so it's good to to have some experts, so it looks like Godfrey was uh, trying to avoid Tommy, but Tommy notices him as Mrs. Butler calls on Godfrey to bring some food over, and Tommy apparently went to Harvard because he sees Godfrey's like, "Hey, uh, I think he says, Godfrey, you son of a he bitch."
1: Does. <laughs> he, he does. It is so catchy. But
0: yeah, because you can tell, like, all oh, these dudes like really know each other. That's it's not formal at all, which was awesome because you haven't seen any of these rich people like they it's like he's an invisible ghost person like nobody you know you weren't supposed to really acknowledge the help and and so it's really crazy when all of a sudden you see this rich guy turn to him and, and be like hey godfrey what's up man and so yeah so they're kind of going back and forth and godfrey looks terrified because he doesn't want everybody to know what's going on he's obviously hiding something and and it's funny because tommy's like man what do you have godfrey being the butler here i was just figuring that this was just some gag that they were, you were pulling on me <laughs> for my own benefit Yeah, so it goes back and forth and they start inquiring about it, you know, and uh, the mom is very suspicious and so they make up the ruse that Godfrey was actually his valet at Harvard and that he was very good at his work and Cornelia immediately gets suspicious as she says it's strange that Godfrey never gave him as a reference. And Mrs. Butler mentions that Godfrey's a very mysterious person and can't wait to find more about his history with Tommy. So now we have this whole shit where now Tommy has to basically make up some horse shit because he doesn't know what's going on here, but he can tell that Godfrey doesn't want him to let them know that he was an actual Harvard grad. So it starts. Um, he starts giving this stupid made-up story about how Godfrey's work was satisfactory.
1: Exemplary, sir. Does he say exemplary? He says exemplary. Oh, Okay,
0: <laughs> I guess because I I was gonna say like satisfactory nowadays is pretty just you're just kind of meeting.
1: That's Paul Mall. That's not good. Yeah, you're
0: just kind of getting there when you need to get there. We go for. Come
1: on, you 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 want like seriously? Once again, I I don't I don't agree with Vintage B, but like you want a Vintage B, I got gotcha. you.
0: <laughs> you're my Vintage B, and <laughs> it just feels weird.
1: So they asked
0: they asked Tommy to continue with his story, and I think he says something oh, and then Miss, Mrs. Butler says uh, tells him that he was mentioning that Godfrey is polite and she says that he is still very polite to this day. Godfrey thanks Mrs. Butler for recognizing that publicly and uh, Mrs Butler Mrs. Bullock, I think I said Mrs. Butler, Mrs. Bullock then says, that's my nature. I never say anything behind your back. I won't say in public. <laughs>
1: Which is honestly kind of nice. Like, my grandmother would not have been a nice. Like, (laughs) that's actually really nice.
0: Yeah, I feel like, yeah, yeah, like, my grandma Segura would have been, she was the exact same way. She would just tell you in your fucking face. Like, it's not a big deal for her. She's just very blunt. So I always appreciate that trait in people. It's important, you know? I feel like I can't trust someone that is just always acting fake around me and shit.
1: Oh, yeah, you know where you fucking stand. Yeah,
0: I like that. If I fucked up, let me know. So then uh, Tommy mentions something that Godfrey left uh, to be with his wife and five children. And Mrs. Butler freaks five. out.
1: <laughs> five is a lot. Like, look, I'm not going to lie. Like, a lot of people still died, but like, five is still that a lot.
0: That is, oof. That is a lot. Um, I grew up with three other siblings. And even just having four siblings around, like, for my parents must have been insane. Uh, so I don't know how the hell people do that. But uh she asks mrs butler i mean i keep saying butler mrs bullock freaks out and asks if uh his wife was native american but she doesn't say native american oh my
1: god okay she doesn't i wish she's in america's indian yes she keeps saying indian. <laughs> like there are three points of massive racism and indians all of them
0: <laughs> i guess they were still they were still very much of the story uh storyline um probably being mentioned a lot because you know people like you know like just like what she said she could still trace her family back to when they arrived so yeah there's all that still very fresh in the mind tommy says that she was rather dark and we take her we take her hunt on hunting trips to stalk the game oh
1: my god i
0: was like wow dude
1: wow like there's three bits of massive racism where they first call out um godfrey as possibly native American himself yes and then when they call his wife and then there's a later point in the future where irene goes oh wait your wife is native american and, like, they see Indian every time. Um, yes. But, like, it's so painful.
0: Yeah, it's, like, a big deal. Like, it's it's a big deal. Like, they don't want to be associated with, you know, some native. So, yeah.
1: Actual American. Yeah, an
0: actual American. They're like, hey, what the fuck? So.
1: That's awful. It
0: is very awful. And uh, now Irene is pissed off. We really see Irene blow up here. She's at the lowest of the low. She's pissed off to find out that he has kids and a fucking wife. And now she's agreed. She, she She's like, everybody, everybody. She's agreed to get engaged with Van Rumpel. She's going to... Van Rumpel. Who the fuck decides Van to marry a Van Rumpel?
1: I would rather cut off a leg and marry Van Rumpel. <laughs> I don't care who the fuck he is. He may be the best man on earth, but like Van Rumpel? No, I'm moving away. I know,
0: and back then you had to take that name. You were not going to be able to keep your own. So that's some bullshit right there. You would have been Brody Van Rumpel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's not okay that kind
0: of a ring dude. <laughs> so,
1: look when you, when your last name is alliterative you cannot switch
0: I know ah, damn it so uh so she's yes so they go over to Van Rumpel and he's confused as fuck because they're all congratulating him on his latest engagement they take him over to Irene and he's like uh, I hear we're engaged she's like yes well when did it happen? I he mean, says, uh, just now, <laughs> the mom heads out to find out who this Van Rumpel is.
1: Oh, yeah. And he also goes like, wait, what's the proposal? And she goes like, you propose all the time. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And uh, and so then the mom wants to find out who the fuck this Van Rumpel is. She sees the most, like, handsome dude in a brown suit that's in the room, so she automatically figures that must be the guy. He has a great mustache, by the way. She says, Van Rumpel, you are a lucky boy. And the guy in the brown suit goes, I, I know I am. I'm not Van Rumpel. <laughs> so,
1: I, which, is, which is great because he's in a brown suit. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so Van Rumpel continues to be confused um and yeah every oh in that part that you were just saying where he's like well when did i propose she says like you were always proposing and he says well which one did you say yes to and she says all of them and we get one of those classic jolly 1930s party laugh like ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> it's wonderful I just but she's good.
1: miserable for all this, so she's not even laughing. No. She's just sort of looking super solemn, like, I guess this is my life, and I guess this is the person I'm stuck I've with. I've
0: never seen anyone...
1: Like, she is not Yeah, fearful.
0: like, this is a completely out-of-spite announcement. I've never seen anyone do anything like this in my life. I guess when you just live this magical fucking dream world life, you just like, fuck it. I'll just do whatever I want to do. And she's trying to, basically, get Godfrey's attention. She wants him to... You know, like, hey, look, I could go at any moment. I could leave this, and you won't have me. So Cornelia comes up to Irene and asks uh, what Godfrey must think about this whole engagement thing, and Irene just basically says the fuck off with that. And uh, Cornelia, Cornelia decides to go and ask Godfrey. Godfrey says he will go and congratulate Irene on the engagement. That That's great news. And he wishes, he goes up to her and he wishes her all the happiness in the world, and she just runs off exasperated towards the staircase. <laughs> Which is so awkward as fuck. Like she, she as soon as he comes up and thanks her, she's like, "Oh no!" She just like fades off into the staircase. And Van Rumpel's worried that it may have been something he said, but Mrs. Butler assures, "Oh my god, what a Butler!" <laughs> it must have been autocorrect.
1: What's wrong with you? Like my family's named Butler, and this obsession. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, I don't know, I was on go-over Mrs. Bullock assures him that women always cry at their own engagements and other people's weddings So it's completely normal, don't worry
1: uh, And to be fair, Godfrey also attributes his the uh, quote the, I owe the creation of my family to Mr. Gray
0: Yes, yes
1: <laughs> Which is the best attribution
0: Oh my god, uh, and uh we see Mr. Bullock. I feel so bad for Mr. Bullock this whole time.
1: He is he is dealing with so much oh, shit. He
0: is trying to keep this fucking family together, and they are doing everything in their power to just ruin it. <laughs> he comes through, and Mrs. Bullock haphazardly lets him know about the news because she's so fucking drunk and high that she's not 100% of what's going on. She doesn't even quite remember Van Rumpel, which how do you forget that?
1: I mean honestly i would because he's unmemorable besides his southern accent he's oh yeah he
0: looks like a fucking just a soft piece of shit and
1: (laughs) oh we're gonna finish that so uh, godfrey sets
0: up uh godfrey sets up a lunch with good old tommy but uh looks like cornelia can tell something is afoot between these two because she's nearby where they're setting up the time to meet and then Godfrey walks past the the staircase where Irene's at, and she is distraught as hell. She's like biting her fucking thing, like she's like just not feeling it. Incredibly emo. She's just been listening to, I don't know, I don't know a lot of emo bits.
1: My Chemical Romance. Come on, she's, you're 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 old enough to know something. Yeah, she's now. been
0: listening to that first Get Up Kids album over and over again.
1: <laughs> Forgive me.
0: So it's. <laughs> So it's the day after the party, and we see Godfrey bringing breakfast to Mr. Bullock. Godfrey asks about how things are going because he can tell that Mr. Bullock is a little off his game. He hasn't, he hasn't, he isn't eating much breakfast. And it's obvious that it's a business finance type of thing, so Godfrey offers some advice because he says that he dabbled in the market at one time, which, by the way, if you told me that and I found you in the fucking dump, I wouldn't really follow your advice, but Mr. Bullock doesn't know much about Godfrey. So uh, I think Mr. Bullock asked if he noticed any, Oh, oh yes, this is one of those things that you just wouldn't say it like this anymore, but he's like, have you noticed anything queer about me lately?
1: I, okay, as a queer person, I love there's two very queer references. Is one yes. Of them. Like, persons, they was like, I'm so gay. And I'm like, I want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I loved it because it would have been really funny. He's like, well, you have been lifting your pinky more when you're drinking that little cup of tea.
1: I'm like, well, you don't want to fuck your wife, so I want to let <laughs> Yeah, doing. that's true.
0: Well, you do have a man that lives here that's fucking your wife, so.
1: <laughs> so, what the fuck the hell are you yeah. doing? Like, tell me oh
0: yeah but yeah so he's wondering like is there anything that you notice that's weird about me because i think my family is going fucking bonkers but maybe it's just me going bonkers and they're acting normal so he tells godfrey that and and uh godfrey even tells him like well why why don't you get the fuck out of here like you don't have to be stuck here because i think godfrey says something in response like yes i have noticed it's quite a shit show here And he tells him, you could leave at any time. But, like,
1: the difference is living at junk. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's better. It's better to be in this fucking family circus and have a decent job. And he cares about his job. He cares about being a good butler. And honestly...
1: He's a good butler. Cordelia made Like, Cornelia made a big joke about him being like, well, you'd be a good butler. But, like, he is a good butler. He is.
0: And I think he takes a lot of pride in being a good butler specifically for the Bullocks, because it is a fucking challenge. It's not like they're making it easy on him, so he earns every penny he gets and I think he takes a little bit of pride in that. And Mr. Bullock at this point is like, "Who the fuck are you, dude? Like how are you coming to this job every day and you're enjoying this and um it's so it's so funny, but I think it's I think it's sort of interesting that finally Mr. Bullock like takes a moment to actually talk to Godfrey and he already he finally realizes that he's a little different than your typical I guess the typical butler he's had around.
1: Because he asks, who are yeah, you? Yeah, he's like,
0: who the fuck are you, dude? And uh, now we're at lunch with Tommy, who I love. And Tommy asks, uh, they kind of go back and forth. I don't know if you have a lot of any of this written out, but they have some really good quips, especially Tommy making fun of the, the fact that his Harvard friend is the fucking butler. He's like, did you get lost in the kitchen sink or something like that? Did you fall in the kitchen sink? I was waiting for you. And uh, Tommy asks, what would you like to have, Jarvis? <laughs> And uh, yeah, Tommy can't wait to hear what's been going on, and how his uh, his friend ended up being a butler. And he says uh, that he's from the parks. He's like, how did the par- the the kid from the parks of Boston start serving hors d'oeuvres? Like he feels like he's entitled to part. I think he says pardonable curiosity because he feels like what the fuck happened like i went you're from the super powerful family rich family and now you're a butler i need to know what the hell happened in between so it turns out that godfrey's family has been saying that he's in south america doing something with rubber or sheep (laughs) something like that
1: which honestly i i know enough about rubber and sheep in south america to know that that's not (laughs) it's really shitty and awful and you just Still be ashamed.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe this was just when they were trying to see if if you could maybe start an enterprise with rubber out there. Maybe he was going to st-
1: Okay, rubber was always a giant terrible, <laughs> awful like entrepreneurship <laughs> that everyone should be ashamed of like looking back.
0: Totally. Um the world would be a better place with less rubber.
1: Yeah, no, it like, really weirdly enough, yes. No one focuses on how bad rubber Yeah, is. manufacturing
0: it, right? Creating it and and all that shit is... Uh,
1: rubber trees? Like, awful.
0: Yes. Isn't there, like, a fucking, like, a whole... Th- it's like a whole thing, right, with rubber trees. Like, it's... It is. Yes. I remember reading a little bit it about is.
1: that. It is. It's a giant, terrible, like, slave labor bullshit thing. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, it seems like something some rich people from yeah. America would be into. <laughs>
1: I, I know, but I'm still disappointed. Still,
0: yeah, very disappointing. Godfrey says that, uh, just that that they just say that shit to save face. They actually don't know where the fuck he's at. They don't realize that he's struggling right now. The, the He says the park's disgraced very easily, So he um, and he wants to make sure that they don't find out that he's actually a butler now. He mentions that he was in a relationship in Boston that didn't work out and must have ended horribly because he basically just gave up, left everything in Boston, and ran away from all that heartache. And it doesn't look like it helped at all. He ended up wandering down the East River one night thinking he was going to go ahead and snuff himself out, just end it all. But then he met all these people that were struggling every fucking day of their lives and not really complaining. They were just working and trying to find a way to live. And I think that sort of gave him the the kick in the pants that he needed to not jump, jump off that bridge. And uh, he decided to stick around for a little while. So this sort of explains why he's such a good butler to me. This is just a little side note because I feel like he probably grew up around butlers then. He knew exactly what they do, like, for the most part. He knew how they present themselves and all that shit. So I think that's why maybe he was able to transition to being a butler pretty easily. But I could be wrong. I just felt like he was very good right away.
1: (laughs) No, you're right. It's actually completely right. Like, this is a really telling moment. First of all, talking about suicide and talking about all this stuff is hugely radical at this particular yeah, point Yeah, I didn't time. even think about like, that. people didn't do this. Like, this is against all um, Protestantism. This is all against all Catholicism. Like, this is not okay.
0: That's true. I forget. It's The religion was still, I mean, it's still to this day a fucking thing, but it was really a thing in the in the 30s it
1: really was and them talking about it and being depressed driving you to this point is actually a huge issue and him becoming a different person after it also a giant
0: yeah like I almost would love to see a prequel of that time that he spent there Um, like maybe his time in Boston and then transitioning over to the dump and seeing his time there because um, we sort of gets caught right there at that moment but it seems like I would have loved another Godfrey movie like I just think it would be great to uh, see his character more, but anyway, uh, Cornelia.
1: He's a good man, and if you like him, honestly, there are oh memories. hell yeah!
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch as much of his stuff as I can find. Uh, Cornelia is at that cafe, of course. I guess she heard where they were planning on going at the party, and she's there with her sly smile, ready to fuck shit up. <laughs> and uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy and Godfrey are going back and forth. And Cornelia tells her dude, ah, I forgot that guy's name, Faithful George, some shit like that.
1: Yeah, it is. It is George. Yeah, she
0: tells George to call Tommy and to keep him on the line. He's like, what? She's like, just fucking do it, dude. You're my bitch. So he goes and he does it.
1: I love, th- I love that she could do that. I it's awesome, I that.
0: man. She fucking don't. Yeah, she's a boss lady. So out of the ruins of Godfrey Park, a new edifice. I'm not sure if I said that right.
1: No, you said, it, right. has you said risen, it, right. you it. Has
0: risen in the name of Godfrey Smith is what Tommy says. So apparently Godfrey has some other ideas in mind beyond this whole butler gig, but he doesn't really say anything quite yet. um This is sort of the whole pinnacle of the, of the movie, as we'll see pretty soon. Tommy would like his brain specialist to examine Godfrey, and he agrees as long as Tommy has his brain scanned as well, <laughs> which I loved. Because <laughs> Tommy thinks this motherfucker is insane. Like, bro, you could just go back home to all that money, get get some money from your folks, start all over. But he doesn't want to do any of that shit. So he just thinks, he's just figuring Godfrey's fucking insane. But I think he...
1: Godfrey is the modern American dream. Like, how do you not applaud this? Like, I left my money, left the woman who loved me, and I decided to become someone who contributed. Yeah, and
0: he decided to earn it, basically, his own way. Yeah,
1: like, like that is so... Meaningful. yeah
0: it's like starting from zero when you were like at a thousand and you just, you're just you living it up and he decided no you know what i'm just gonna kind of see if i can do this on my own and cornelia comes up because um they end up pulling tommy away from the table because he has that call from george and okay. he comes she comes up and is curious why uh him and tommy are so chummy chummy even though he actually worked for him as a valet she's like i noticed uh she's I also noticed that you mentioned the name park but Godfrey kind of beats around the bush on that and says, "Well, we used to take a long walks at the park."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we just had Yeah, that one, yeah. A bunch. we used to take long walks at the
0: park. We got to know each other so we we can be chummy. Quinn
1: I would love this queer love story by the way. I would absolutely Oh yeah, sell that
0: this. would be nice. Maybe uh, the remake <laughs> the remake of Godfrey.
1: I would pay for so something Something about
0: shit. Godfrey. And <laughs> so, There is absolutely something about Godfrey. This dude gets everybody to want to fucking
1: Oh, we're gonna get there. We're too. gonna get there. Like, Molly later. Yes. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. So Cornelia asks why he, uh, why he can't be chummy with the Bullocks, you know. And Godfrey says that he prefers to be more. I don't have the exact line, but it's kind of like he prefers to be more formal, cordial, yeah, with his butler gig with them. And he's very selective as to who he hangs out with on his day off. And uh, Cornelia says, "You, you can't go like this forever. You really like me, and you're afraid to admit it, aren't you?" She's like a fucking. <laughs> it's like she's trying to brainwash him she's a fan yeah it's like she wants him to want her to fuck him just so she could fuck him over or something i don't even know it's very or maybe she genuinely has feelings for him Uh, i don't know
1: i think she just wants to fuck him over to be honest like i i like him but i still like she wants to fuck him over
0: and then they kind of go back and forth and he she basically eggs him on to tell her exactly how he feels about her and he's like are you sure and she's like yes i'm sure go ahead and So he says, you belong to that unfortunate category that I would call the Park Avenue Brat. A spoiled child who's grown up in the ease and luxury, who's always had her own way, and whose misdirected energies are so childish that they hardly deserve the comment even of a butler on his off Thursday. It's like, damn, bitch. (laughs) Got her. So yeah, she's like, thank you for that lovely portrait. (laughs) She is not happy with this situation. She comes up and Tommy comes up and says hello, but Cornelia heads out right away, storms off. She tells Godfrey that she'll see him in the ash pile. Tommy isn't really sure what the hell that means, but uh, they kind of go back and forth. And Godfrey decides to get a real drink after dealing with Cornelia's bullshit. I think he felt—I think he felt good saying that. You know, he just put him on a high horse. He was like, "Yeah." Oh yeah, me.
1: he deserved it. At this point, like, he also switched to real. Yeah, things.
0: yeah, he was like, "Bring me a fucking brandy, baby. I'm ready for this." And uh, Irene comes by the kitchen now. where we're at the kitchen, and she asks if she can put some flowers in Godfrey's room because she can't go into Godfrey's room. <laughs>
1: Because she wants to talk to Molly.
0: yeah, And Molly's uh, sewing a button on Godfrey's suit And Irene says that she'd love to sew his buttons on when they come off <laughs> It's just so funny
1: And Molly says they so seldom come off Because he's such a, you know, a Yeah, he's man. very
0: tidy <laughs> I don't think I've ever had anyone say I'm tidy I like, I like that though, maybe I need to start cleaning up more
1: right, Look, if Bree says you're tidy, I'll give you a dollar
0: <laughs> So, uh So it turns out that, uh that both irene and molly are crying over him because they know he he's just out there with some woman on his day off a woman that could not fully appreciate him yeah and this is when we find out molly's got a little something something for for good old godfrey over over time i guess she's uh she's grown some feelings for him some real feelings because she starts crying just hearing all this coming from from irene and so yeah so there is definitely something about godfrey screw off something about mary we got godfrey baby and <laughs> godfrey arrives while all this is happening and he's definitely got his buzz going on you always know
1: oh no he's so drunk i love him but he's like drunk Godfrey's the yeah, best godfrey yeah he's like
0: whistling like a son of a bitch like he doesn't give a shit <laughs> Because <laughs> that would be, if I was rich and I had help, I had, I had butlers and guys like that, valets or valets, I would be like, no fucking whistling in the house. I just, no whistling.
1: 1940s, you said valets. Like, that was the American way. Like, that was actually classy, whether you believe it or oh, not. Oh, nice. Thank you. Valet was considered an asshole. Oh.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: No, I, I know way too much about the I best. like it,
0: though. I like it what, what would you say Is a good show That has a pretty Or very Pretty accurate hold That's modern That's about Like Back then Like uh, Is there any shows Out there That would be good To watch That carry That sort of feel
1: I mean Honestly Like the old movies Are pretty good Like you can't Take it with you It's pretty solid Okay Okay like if you haven't seen that, haven't. that's a really solid movie. I I'm,
0: might I'm have to check that one. Out. I can't take it with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna learn about um, it. I
1: mean, it's a, it's a vein of like my man Godfrey, which is um, weirdly also in vain with the uh, movie Freaks. Do you see? Freaks?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's been freaking long, 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 long time. But yeah, it's a it's quite a watch. Those
1: movies actually cover what it is to experience the general populace feeling of poverty without um, any like covering it up. Yeah,
0: just raw just yeah
1: yeah like there's definitely moments of like where you understand what it yep. is like my Godfrey get that
0: yeah they do they really do um except it's amazing like um the everyone's clever like <laughs>
1: it's like oh no, no everyone's clever it's really funny like, that's true yeah so
0: uh speaking of clever we we see good old carlo reading some play or some shit and
1: Oh, I love Carlo. Oh, good old Carlo.
0: And Irene comes by to cry for a little bit. And the mom is loud and annoying, which makes her run away crying more. And we see Godfrey getting all this shit ready for the kitchen. And he's whistling because he's got his buzz. He's having a jolly old day.
1: Oh, he's so (laughs) fucking drunk. I love this. Like, this is great. This is William Powell looking wonderful. If you haven't seen him in The Thin Man, which is actual famous films, he's terrific there.
0: And uh, Cornelia sees him working and has one cold-blooded stare at her you know she's just looking at him and I'm sort of uh, confused because I thought it was his day off but I guess he had literally just the day off and he has to come in and work the evening for dinner I'm guessing
1: and he's still drunk, yeah. yes.
0: Because I was like, oh, yeah, maybe he doesn't mind drinking because he doesn't have to work at all. But it looks like he needs to come in and actually start sending shit up for dinner. So, yeah, so I figured that out. He confuses Mrs. Butler for Cornelia and tells her that she's looking young. I fucking said Butler again. Mrs. Butler to Cornelia and tells her that she's looking younger every day. And she... Uh,
1: My entire family is Butler yeah <laughs>
0: I'll stop. I'm pro- I I must have like had it on uh, autocorrect or something. I don't know. Maybe I just don't know how to spell Bullock.
1: It's Bullock, and like I don't know how. You I'm this up. close to
0: just um, uh, finding and replacing in, <laughs> in my notes.
1: Like it's ju- just random white people rich names. Yeah, I'm just working like, in. I'm just bad.
0: working in random. I'm just gonna start saying a different B <laughs> so, a rich name that starts with a B. <laughs> so then we see. <laughs> we see cornelia snooping around the kitchen and she goes into godfrey's room and opens a drawer she looks oh she's up to some shit man she is up to some sneaky shit she she looks under the mattress well i'm not sure if you can see exactly what she's doing i was kind of confused i was i was kind of like is she just snooping around what is she doing but we know that she's up to no good and um this is when I actually wrote that I'd fire my butler if he whistled that much. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he whistles he's way whistling
0: like that. a son of a bitch. And Cornelia asks if um, her mom uh, sent Godfrey upstairs for anything. And she says, no, no, no. So she's definitely setting some shit up. She has her little evil smirk. Now we're at the dinner table, and Godfrey is a ser- uh, he's serving everyone for dinner. Cornelia mentions how the cafe she ate at this this afternoon is getting run down and serving some undesirables now. <laughs> she's just throwing that shit in Godfrey's face.
1: Which is inherently racist. Like you know it's racist. Like I just Oh, oh so yeah. She's me.
0: she's just throwing that out there like nothing. And then Godfrey drops some of the glassware and I think Mr. Butler goes, "Oh shit, there <laughs> there goes more money <laughs> down the fucking drain."
1: I I love it. He's he deserves his place, honestly. Here,
0: yes, he does. And uh, and uh, Mrs. Bullock uh, mentions how he's been acting very peculiar today. But she did mention that uh, she loved the compliment that he gave her. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, he just like to be young. Like, honest to goodness, like I had someone refer to me as like an older woman recently in the last two weeks, and it was just a moment of please don't. No
0: way, somebody did that
1: yeah no i'm i'm 35 please don't
0: (laughs) you're gonna make a wonderful older woman
1: i like i like older women like please yeah not
0: now not now then all of a sudden uh, Cornelia comes out of nowhere and says something terrible has happened (laughs) she's so
1: (laughs) so melodramatic
0: she calls over her parents and tells them to come to the living room where they won't be overheard she mentions a pearl necklace that she is missing now and it's funny because carlo's just there because oh there was a uh, mr bullock had said some shit to carlo because this motherfucker was like on his thirds like he was eating all the food
1: oh okay yeah no at some point he literally just became a giant meme of eating yes food. like i don't know why but it's like he eats shit and i'm like okay. yeah he
0: becomes some overindulgent like and they fat shame him like for like <laughs> for like the last 30 minutes of the movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> like okay, before he sang music and he did plays, and pretended to be a giant gorilla. But now he just fucking yeah. They stuff. were
0: like, you know what? Let's just fucking make Carlo a clown now. Like uh, fuck it, <laughs> that's basically what we're doing.
1: I, I'm so sad. Yeah, but it's still funny.
0: <laughs> it's still kind of funny, and uh, Carlos uh, Carlo. He, he he speaks up. I don't even know why he's involved in these family meetings, but he speaks up and he's like, maybe somebody stole it.
1: Okay, good. Okay, first of all, he is the family gigolo. He is relevant. Do not disrespect <laughs> him. Don't be like that.
0: I guess so, but he should be preparing the sex room, not listening in on this conversation.
1: I... Whatever. He deserves to be on in the conversation as well as his ex room. He is a multifaceted person and I, I am I will stand for him.
0: So uh, very passionate of you. So uh, they end up saying like we should call the police, but of course Cornelia has already called the police to find out what happened since of this is all part has. of her plan. Of
1: course this woman has. This is the woman who calls the police before you yeah. tell her. He's like a bad
0: police. guy from the sixties Batman. Like it's just very predictable. <laughs> the detectives come in and they are the most stere- I, don't, I don't know if detectives were always like this but they are the most stereotypical fucking detectives of all time I loved it it was cool seeing this on the screen because the a, a detective is just being a real dick he's like well it all comes down to finding out where this missing pearl necklace is and the last time you saw it and he's doing that whole thing and he suspects Carlo at first because he's like who the fuck is this guy and he's still eating <laughs>
1: he's- <laughs> <laughs> of course he is he, he's eating like chicken and cheese and stuff that is not easily edible yeah, he's
0: he desperate i think it's a maybe he's a stress eater he does have like a show apparently coming up or he's preparing for a show like a
1: okay he thing. is hypothetically but you know he yeah. doesn't. like he's just he's just fucking the yeah. household like that is he's his just loving
0: it up enjoying life and they mentioned that he's uh mrs Bullock's protege but
1: uh oh, part of Yes, and the,
0: the, the detective's like, "You're fucking with me, right?" <laughs> he doesn't say that, but that's basically what he says. He's uh, he tells uh, Mister Bullock like, "Isn't he's not your son?" Is that what you're telling me? That he's not your son? Mister Bullock's like, "I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, but that son of a bitch ain't one of them." <laughs> he doesn't really say that, but it's basically those words. And then they suspect Molly because Molly comes into the room, and I. I swear, I'm not like some weird dude that just hears things. I could have sworn she says to the cop um, that she has a passion for sucking cock. <laughs> but she actually says she has a passion for sucking cops. I was like, did
1: she just say she's a passion? You know what? I'm okay with that. Like, honestly, anyone who wants to like hit a random police officer just as a general principle, like I'm here. Pretty for. awesome.
0: Like, who would have thought Molly was into just freaking beating up cops? This
1: punk rock is hell. Boom!
0: Sneak attacks him.
1: Just like fuck you. <laughs> like I love Molly's being like, "Who the hell do you think yeah. you are?"
0: And um, it,
1: like, it's just never got for Godfrey, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think right? so. I think that's what she's doing, and she's also just being so off-putting that it's like, who would. How, why would you act that off putting and mean if you were guilty you know it's it's almost yeah. because she she like assholed her way out of that situation it was fantastic i love her and uh and uh, mrs Bollock uh says you, you mustn't accuse molly she's been with us for a long time they ask about They ask about Godfrey, but Cornelia mentions that they don't know much about him. So she's already trying to make it really suspicious that it could be this dude. They head to the butler's quarters uh, to question Godfrey. And Irene uh, beats them to the door. She starts yelling, the
1: cops are coming, motherfucker, get out! (laughs) I, come on, you gotta love her. Like, she is there for, like, don't you fucking get caught. Like, I love this woman. Like, she's like... Don't you fucking get caught? We will get out. Yes, of I don't
0: know if it helps that much because it just makes him seem a little more guilty. <laughs> like she knew he might have stolen the fucking. I
1: I know, but you have a chance. Yeah, on evidence. like say what you will. That was nice a chance. of her.
0: So they come in and Godfrey is asleep and he's drunk and they notice that uh, he. Yes. So though. drunk. So. And it's funny because uh, Mister Bullock doesn't blame the guy. He's like, I don't blame the guy. I fucking drink every day if I could do
1: this family like yeah. are you kidding me yeah i'm drunk so
0: they're looking around everywhere and even, it's funny because godfrey's drunkenly trying to help them look to oh it could be here like you never know oh
1: he's absolutely digging through his own yes. drawers as though like he wouldn't hide stuff if he yes knew
0: and cordelia says to look under the mattress because well let's face it
1: cornelia Cor- I looked oh it's cornelia it's an
0: egg. oh sorry i've probably been it's saying cornelia. cordelia this whole time so my apologies <laughs>
1: No, it's it's okay. I had to look this up, Shelby, because I my mean, first thought it was Shakespeare, and like, yeah, it isn't.
0: yeah, Cornelia. I, it's actually a better name. So then, they she tells him to look under the mattress because she knows, and the pearls are not there. So she is like, "What the
1: and fuck? she's surprised," <laughs> yeah. and the cops are like. She's like, I put them there. They're supposed (laughs) to be there. Why aren't they there? Like, she's super pissed. Yes, and the
0: cops are like, wait a minute. Why the fuck are you so pissed off that they're not under the mattress? Like, I think you expected them to be there. And uh, so yeah, so everyone apologizes to Godfrey, who's now just slunched over in a chair, smelling a flower. And uh, Mister Bullock tells the detectives. He asks them if he could speak to them outside the room. He says, "Hey, I'm sorry about that. You know, this house is insane." I'm going to be donating to the pension fund, so don't worry. I'm sorry for wasting your time. And of course the detectives forgive them. They're like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, don't worry about it.
1: Oh, which is the whitest thing in the world. Like, I'm into to the pension fund, please Yeah, that's
0: me. the way the world just, re- that's the way it revolves, you know, just, just the way it goes. And you, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I see the stickers on the back of people's cars, like, police pen, like, pension fund, and I'm like, oh. Like, you don't want to take it, do you?
0: And, uh, Mr. Bullock goes up to her and says, uh, just what are you going to say for yourself? He tells her if you don't find your necklace, it's on you because it's not insured.
1: (laughs) Like, fuck you. Like, it's not insured. Like, you don't, you didn't, like, if you didn't actually have it, like, it's gone now. Yeah,
0: he knows she's playing games, man. So we see, uh, Godfrey and Tommy walking into the dump that he used to live in and he shows Tommy exactly where he used to live they meet some of his pals out there that are they're now actually trying to move their their little houses or shacks yeah they're trying to move their setups down the way closer toward the river because they're dumping constantly dumping and it's starting to encroach on where they're trying to live it's kind of crazy that this was a thing like that's insane like the dump is coming through so they have to keep moving closer and closer to the river and Godfrey makes a, a comment something about there are two kinds of people those that fight to avoid getting pushed in the river and then there's the other kind so he's basically trying to set up um he's trying to plant the seed with Tommy and we're going to find out later what that seed is but he's trying to tell Tommy like there's some good people out there out here that are working really hard and he starts telling Tommy about an idea he has and then we fade off and we I don't know if you have anything else from this scene
1: I I actually do have some of the uh, quotes from the scene
0: because I, I didn't get a chance to write a lot of that down, but it was it was good stuff. Um, it was a good scene. It was really cool. I think it was good for Tommy to see that.
1: Okay. Uh, so Tommy says these men aren't your responsibility, and Godfrey says you have a peculiar son. Like sorry, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, it's Tommy still saying you have a peculiar sense of humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Godfrey says, over here we have some very fashionable apartment houses. Yeah. Over there is a very swanky nightclub, while down there um, are men who starve for want of a job. Does that strike you as humor?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's laying it down. Like, he's really
1: like he's very yeah. sincere like he's absolutely saying like look like, there's absolute wealth like everywhere we look around there's wealth around us and yet we are living in squalor yep. and there's
0: something that can be done about lifting this area up so i think that's i think bringing tommy there in person and then being close enough friends that he would come through and and visit the area made a huge difference and you, as the as the scene fades off we can see Godfrey getting to his business talk and letting Tommy know what this big idea of his is, which we'll find out soon. Then we see an article from like a gossip magazine that the two girls, uh, the the two uh, Bullock daughters, have been in Europe and that one of them is forgetting her latest broken engagement. And I'm not sure if you have anything else on this article, but it says something about her her real beloved, like we'd be surprised to find out what her real beloved is. Or something like that. So I don't know if they're referring to Godfrey in that article, because it is a gossip article.
1: They aren't. Not really.
0: Yeah. I was like, who are they talking about? <laughs> but, and then the way they wrote back then is really fucking weird. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> it really is. They also do some transliterations where they actually, like, try to type people's speech into words. And yes.
0: It's very interesting. Um, and now we're back at the Bullock's house and, Irene is still looking emo as hell.
1: Oh, yeah, no, she's the most emo as hell. Like, anyone thinks emo is new is wrong.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's been around, and and she is wearing black a lot. Uh,
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, like, it's transparent black over a nice black slip, but it ain't
0: different. uh, uh, Cornelia, right, says says that Irene is just sad because Godfrey didn't put up enough of a fuss when they returned. And uh, Irene says, uh, you can't rush a man like Godfrey. She says uh, he's really in love with that that he that he's really in love with her but he's just hard to break down is all and Cornelia says that Godfrey and her uh do have a bit of unfinished business to attend to and I think Irene uh tells her something like well you better leave that unfinished business alone pretty much she doesn't want her getting into
1: absolutely by the way this is like the sixth time that Corn like that uh um, Irene has actually threatened Cornelia like a Cornelia's physical safety yeah I know like she's keeps. Thr- she says I'll, like she's this is the sixth time and she said like I'll knock your lampshade off. She said like oh. I'll hit you like she's made it very clear. Like it's not fake.
0: Start using all one again. Like they use that a couple times oh, yeah, in this no. movie and I kind of like it. It's fun.
1: I mean, it's one of the few benefits of being a woman is that you get to say stuff like that and no one yeah, that's it. No, it's
0: true. It's very charming. I like it. And
1: cuz like no one yeah. thinks you <laughs> will.
0: Until you do. And then uh you and know, that I I ring comes into the kitchen and and Godfrey's um filling in for for Molly, who has come down with a cold. but uh but Irene knows that that's probably not the situation that she's probably just you know, she's also
1: oh, she's hung over. She says yeah. like she's hung over. She's like, she's as small as the same thing I has, but but like, you're not okay with me talking yep. about it,
0: and then she starts asking Godfrey, like, you really did miss me more, right than Cornelia? <laughs>
1: like you better like seriously yep. please
0: and she's very persistent about it he's like yes 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 i did miss you more and I, I, irene starts talking about her trip and how she couldn't stop she just kept seeing godfrey and everything i think she mentions about being on a gondola or what is it called gondola
1: gondola and, uh, yeah that she says, I was, I was on a gondola and there was a man and he was singing and it was a language I didn't understand, but everything you said just made me feel and he was Godfrey.
0: <laughs> yes. She said, even the, the smell of the river didn't distract from that or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah, no, she's deeply, deeply. in love. Like, this is like everywhere I went. The it entire was European
0: trip, you didn't find one sexy European guy to fall in love with.
1: But, well, to be fair, like like, his response was like. An entire European trip, and I never had to leave this room. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah, sweet. That's it's
0: true. It is kind of sweet. So then uh, Godfrey says that he's been doing some things also while she's been gone, because it's been a few months, right? It's been like a whole season or something, and all summer, basically. Yeah. And he tells uh, Irene that she helped him find himself, and he's very grateful. And he says, you're grateful to me because you helped me to beat uh, Cornelia and I'm grateful to you because you helped me to beat life which is very heartfelt and he says I I like you very much but he had a oh he says something like he he likes her very much but he had a very bitter experience in the past so that's kind of what keeps him away from
1: I actually have yeah, a quote go here uh, so Godfrey says you help me find myself and I'm very grateful And then she says, you'd make a wonderful husband. And he says, I'm I'm afraid not. And she says, you see, I know how you feel about things. And he says, how? And then he goes, well, you're grateful to me because you help, like you, uh, I, I helped you beat Cornelia. And I'm grateful to you because you helped me beat life. But that doesn't mean we have to fall in love. And she says, if you don't want to, but and make a wonderful wife
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a very charming woman
1: like it, it's a really sweet moment like there's there's not a lot of moments where we really see them connect like, casual but they're both yeah very this is casual. probably
0: the most casual they both are um together at the same time and there is a slightly more it gets a little more crazy but yeah this was a very sweet moment was oh, it where guess. you really see the spark i guess that um the movie is trying to tell us that is there and they're, they're doing a good job
1: because she asked him like can i help you dry yeah. Like, the dishes. Like, and it's a very relaxed moment.
0: Her ...to even be able to dry the dishes with him. Because she really just wants to be around him. And um, he says that he feels it's about time that he is moving on. And she says, I won't cry.
1: <laughs> but she starts crying. And then she yeah. starts crying, and then she starts crying so much, and I absolutely feel this because I am I'm a person who says I won't cry. Yep.
0: Um, I need a good cry, actually. I'm due for one. Ah, I feel so good.
1: You should. A good cry is yes.
0: a good Yes, I need to watch something that usually makes me cry. I don't know what it will be, but I'll figure it out. And uh, so – he says that uh, he's leaving pretty soon and that he'll, you know, he'll call her, he'll stay in touch. Every now and then they can have these long chats and Irene thinks that he's going to go back with uh, that Indian woman, as she says.
1: Oh my God, the but- third of racism, which I'm like, oh my God, like, please stop.
0: I am as they always say, but doesn't make it They right.
1: say that, but like... It's, it's not happened. okay,
0: but uh, Godfrey lets her know that there really isn't a Native American wife uh, or the five kids, as she finds out, and she is oh, yeah. just that sort of makes her day. She's like, "Okay, you're leaving, but you're saying there's a chance, <laughs> you know, like,
1: like I was willing to you with five children, but now there's none. Like that's yeah, okay, that makes cool. things a
0: little bit more possible uh, for her to be with him. So then, now we change scenes, and Godfrey now comes up to Cornelia and says, uh, "You rang for me? And She says you mustn't be so formal. Cornelia asks about the pearl necklace that disappeared last fall. and She also mentions that she found out about a family named the Parks while she was out in Europe from Boston. She says that uh, they can exchange secrets in about 15 minutes. I mean, you might have a little bit more from this conversation, but basically she wants to be able to talk to him, and so that way they can kind of work something out. she knows that there's that there there is some unfinished business between them two and she wants to talk to him about it but irene says uh you can't go with cornelia because she's worried she's going to take him and cornelia always gets what she gets what she wants and so she's freaking out and uh, once again irene goes to the old well of (laughs) fainting and goes out of despair and throws herself over and he
1: Okay, but I kind of love this because she's clearly in this her place of absolute care, and I, I know I shouldn't be okay with this, but, like, I love it. She's like, maybe he'll fall for maybe. it. Maybe. And, like, she's like, he does, he does. I love him because he, he's like, you know what? I'm going to presume she's Yeah, honest.
0: he does. Uh, he puts her over his shoulder <laughs> like you're carrying your old friend
1: that's a fireman's carry yeah. that's a fireman's carry that is not easy i had a boyfriend do that it was not easy for him he was the same height as me yeah I'm i've
0: carried wanted. my share of friends from parties like that um being in a hardcore band for a long time you run into those situations <laughs> every now and then
1: that's a fun situation honestly i i love to hear yeah, sure. stories
0: and uh yeah i need to have just story episodes and uh, he, he, can, he feels like he's not 100% sure what's going on. But he's like, you know what? I'm going to take her to her room. He drops her off in, into, onto her bed. He starts looking for some smelling salts because he genuinely thinks something might be wrong. And he's hoping that will wake her up. So he starts looking at her vanity you know, uh, counter thing and looking to see if she can, she, he can find anything. But in the reflection of the mirror, he sees her kind of come up and look around. <laughs>
1: Which she should understand that, like, if she's looking in his eyes, like, he's looking back. Like, don't be dumb, bitch. Like, you see him look at you, he's looking at you. But, like, she does yeah, not see Yeah, it was
0: dark this. in the room. Maybe she didn't quite see, have the right angle. You may have not, she may not have been able to see his eyes or something, but she looked at him. And he's like, oh, okay, so, so, so she's faking it. So he starts to.
1: Yeah, it's it's a third third fake, of the movie. fake,
0: and he decides to fuck with her about it because he's like, this shit has needs needs to stop. So he's like, don't worry, don't worry, Godfrey will take care of you, Godfrey, will, Godfrey will take care of you. Don't worry, and he, he put he puts a little seat in the shower, which is so dope. She has like a master bedroom situation where there's a shower right there, and uh, puts the bench there. He grabs her, carries her again, and puts her down on the bench, and just turns on the shower, and that immediately, of course, wakes her the fuck up.
1: Because it is cold oh, fucking
0: that is water. Zen. Demands an explanation because he, he sees that her daughter's all wet. And she's yelling about Godfrey being in love with her. So she's like, what the fuck?
1: And she says, like, what do you think your father would say? And I love Irene because this moment she says, I don't care what anybody would say. Godfrey yeah, loves me. Yeah, she doesn't me. give a shit.
0: She's just exclaiming it to the heavens.
1: Like, Godfrey yep. loves me. And Godfrey me.
0: right away is like, all right, I'm putting in my notice. I'm gone. <laughs>
1: Like, he, he realizes this is the end of his career.
0: Mrs. Bullock telling Mr. Bullock about what happened. He says, you should feel sorry more for God for than for Irene because <laughs> he has to live with his family. Oh, yeah,
1: and and, he and Mr.
0: Bullock is going to have a little talk with Carlo. He's, he's doing his first action into perfecting and improving his family.
1: And Carlo's yeah. still eating he's still fucking like midway through
0: movies he's like even. come here Carlo I just want to have a quick little talk with you and Mrs. Bullock is of course a little suspicious but she's not going to say anything he brings Carlo over down to the little hallway past the double doors and you just hear glass shattering as it looks like he just threw that son of a bitch out the window <laughs> which I fucking loved
1: that poor gigolo because like honestly like someone was paying for him someone had to understand yeah
0: you know I, I I guess Mr. Bullock finally was like you know what it's time I finally give her the dick down she deserves we don't need you Carlo
1: and there's the respect like
0: yeah I, man I get it. he had his he had his time Carlo had his time he was living on the high horse it's time for him to find a new a new job a new gigolo job <laughs> and Mr. Bellic, uh turns out he lost all his stock money and The family is, is, oof, it's not going great. He ended up doing some trading shit that probably wasn't legal and he says he may end up in jail. And he says that if he does end up in jail... Oh, yeah, he
1: he brings the fire family into the group except for the family he brings is not Irene, but Godfrey and his other daughter. Like, this is the weird group. He's like, I'm exposed my honesty to this group. and I'm like, not your other daughter? Okay, whatever. (laughs) Well, I think
0: think he sees uh, Irene as like... She's not gonna really make things better, so do you really need to work her into any serious decisions? Okay,
1: to, to be fair, but like, she pretends to be dumb, but she isn't. Like, he does not understand, like, it is very much an act. So he doesn't invite her, but like, he invites the smart daughter, but the other daughter is also smart because we'll see later.
0: And so then, uh, he's, he even says, like, if I end up in jail, fuck it, man, at least I'll I'll have some peace. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he wants some fucking yep. break from his and, uh, people.
0: Godfrey uh, mentions that he took the liberty of dabbling in the market on his own account, since he had approached Mister Bullock before and Mister Bullock refused any of his help. So,
1: while making a hundred and twenty a week, which is two thousand and a hundred by modern yeah, standards, that is um, not horrible for a week. Is- I would kill for that. Many <laughs> that is weeks. not bad. Like literally murder. I would literally murder for eight thousand a week, like eight thousand a month. Like, yeah, okay, that'd sure. be
0: great. I would love that too. So uh, he's he's been making money while Mister Bullock was losing it, which is what they find out. And he says, um, uh, Godfrey says, there comes a turning point in every man's lifetime when he needs help, and he saw that Mister Bullock needed help, and he and Mister Bullock and the family definitely helped him when he needed that type of help. So he felt like he needed to repay this debt to Mister Bullock and the family while they were in this bind. Uh, Godfrey used the pearls from uh, um, Cornelius' pearls to convert them into gold and then invested with the gold and then used the profit to actually repurchase the pearls. That's sort of in layman's terms.
1: Which which I love because this means that this film is doing something super controversial for the time. It's using actual genuine thievery. Yeah, he
0: really stepped out of bounds in this situation, but he had just enough time to get it all together so that way he could show that he meant well uh, in this effort.
1: This is technically pre-code. Like, you understand, like, post-code, this would not fly. Post-code, crime does not pay. Like, there was Hayes Code, and Hayes Code said that if someone sat on your bed, both feet had to be on the ground. It also said that if there was crime, crime can never pay. This ignores wow, all of didn't rules. Wow, I that. That's awesome. Hayes Code is a so- huge thing. Like, it's why the 1970s X-Rated is such oh. a huge idea.
0: So, do you think Do you think he found the pearls prior somehow? Like, he just knew she was up to no good and then found them and then just decided, like, I'm just going to keep them somewhere where no one's going to find them. Um, this is an opportunity I was looking for. Or... Yeah.
1: Absolutely, because he's unapologetic. Like, from this point forward, he goes, like, I took them, and I got success for your family and for me. And he's not at all yep. apologetic. Uh, he does not have... And, and, and the family is shocked
0: at first, but, like, but he tells Cornelia to explain the rest, and she says that she had put the pearls under his mattress, but she doesn't really bother explaining any further. Um, but, yeah, Godfrey says he learned a lot from everybody. He says he learned patience from Mr. Bullock, which I don't really know how patient that man was, but... <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay. Enough. First of all, like, have you seen all the women he's dealing with? They are insane. I love the women he's dealing with, but they're fucking yeah. insane. And the fact that he's patient enough to wake up every morning and not just go, "I need you out of my house." Like, I applaud. Yeah, there was a him.
0: horse in his library, so yeah, he is a pretty patient guy.
1: There was a horse in his library, and like, I'd be like, "Look, like, you need to move out of my house. Like, you're clearly over eighteen. Leave my house. You make this your exactly. problem, not mine."
0: He found that Mrs. Bullock was entertaining, and he says he learned humility from from Cornelia. I don't know if you have what he tells her, but he says something about her being a high spirited girl, and that he hopes that she can use those high spirits in a more constructive way, I believe, or something like that because yeah, because That's she's correct. um She's young and she's rich and he was young and rich at one point. I'm sure he had a very similar strength within himself of being able to take advantage of 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 that privilege basically when he realized that finally he can use that kind of strength in a real life situation and actually make a difference in people's lives and he would love to see her do that same thing and this sort of this really humbles her hard. Like this is the first time you ever see her shatter a little oh, bit. Yeah. Like, you see a little bit of a break in the uh yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely! She's completely humble at this moment. She goes, uh, she just I mean, immediately acknowledges like that she's done wrong, and that he understands exactly who the yep. one she is. And
0: as he leaves the room, Mrs. Bullock says something, "We'll miss him," and then mumble some shit because she's really high. Uh, I'm not sure what she says.
1: I mean, she is so on opium that like I wish I could have the <laughs> drugs.
0: So Godfrey's getting ready to leave, and Molly doesn't want him to leave. Of course, she loves him, and he asks her if she can tell Irene goodbye for him because he doesn't want to go through that ordeal, which I totally agree. Irene comes through and notices that uh, through the through the room that he was in, and notices that everyone is down in the dumps. Mrs. Bullock says everyone is gone, and Carlo's gone out the window.
1: carlo like i he really got an unceremonious dumping like he really should have gotten some warning because he really did provide a lot of genuine life experience to everyone and his absence yeah the okay.
0: i don't uh, completely agree with the exit. i feel like it would have just been funny if maybe the 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 dad just like smacked the food out of his hand and that you know maybe gave yeah. him a bitch slap or something but yeah throwing him out the window is a little uncalled for <laughs>
1: and once again because he's supposed to be considered like the ethnic character like it seems super weird and racist to be like we're just gonna get rid of him and he's gonna die yeah it's okay okay to just throw
0: him out the window who cares he's barely human like yeah
1: exactly i'm like okay that's pretty messed up
0: after this scene we find out that this whole damn time godfrey has been gentrifying the dump he's found a way to, to make she the has. dump by the East River an incredibly beautiful, super fancy place. He has like a restaurant slash club or something. I don't think we really see inside, but it looks like there's a lot of shit going on. There's people eating outside. A lot of very nice, um, uh, very extingu- extinguished, distinguished <laughs> very distinguished people. So it looks like a nice place. Uh, we were inside like an office area. And Tommy Gray is also there and he's talking to all his business buddies. So it looks like all his friends from the the Hooverville are now working at this, this place that's called, literally called The Dump. Um, and Tommy Gray is also there and he mentions that he is, still has an interest in this company and he asks when Godfrey is going to pay dividends. And Godfrey says that they're giving food and shelter to people in the winter and giving them employment in the summer. What more uh, do you want in terms of dividends? And, and Tommy's like, oh, God damn it, this dude. <laughs> he's like
1: okay i i am a library worker and this is the deepest thing to my heart is it? it 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 is like he is genuinely providing employment and fulfillment to human beings and then protecting them when there isn't yeah
0: it's it's a pretty awesome wrap-up here where you see that he
1: this is the mustache of like this century for me like he is his mustache is protecting all of humanity and i do not love that <laughs>
0: That may be the most epic statement anyone's <laughs> made in this show. <laughs> I like it. So you're right. You're right. And he lets Tommy know that he's quit the butler gig as well. And he, he says he began to feel that foolish feeling again, which I guess is that, the you know, feeling that sentimental love for, for Irene. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. I got to run away. This feels too good. So Tommy says, why don't you just marry the girl? And he, he asks, uh, he just sort of says, no, I'm not going to do that. And he asked Tommy to write out a check for $5,000 for a new dock so they can hopefully get some of those yacht richie riches to start coming around the dump. And he says, why well,
1: don't – Which I love because he needs like five, like 50000 in money to provide for people. Like uh, they said, um, uh, men, uh, they uh, – they talked about men without jobs, like with steam, because steam is literally how they heated things. That's back.
0: right. Yeah, I, I I sort of skipped over all that stuff, but yeah, they seem to be talking about the yeah, details.
1: Yeah. They, they, they talk about that is <coughs> talk like a prepare, like it's like a prepared yeah, dish. Yeah, yeah. Almost people prepare it with like as a prepared dish, and like, but that's how much it took to actually sponsor all that amazing. many people.
0: Like, yeah, he's like a, you know, he's a Robin Hood of sorts, um, for for his buddies.
1: And I love that he did this all by like stealing pearls, by getting money from his friend who was like, should I? And he was like, just do it. And I I love that this is the sort of hero he is because this is so revolutionary for 1937. Like This is huge. They They literally said people who took bread when they were starving were just monsters. So this is a big step
0: completely you completely love and adore godfrey at this point so seeing him now in his fancy suit he looks fantastic seeing all his friends coming from the 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 soot and the the ash of the dump and now they're dressed up and they're doing what they do best all these guys were very um, intelligent people that just had a you know bad a uh, lot of luck in life and just weren't able to to get back on their feet because of what this is during the great depression so it's really nice to see them now they have Absolutely. jobs and they're doing they're doing what they've always been capable of doing they just needed the opportunity and uh now we see irene pull up to the club she's so shocked at all the glitz and glamour of this place because the last time she was there it was nothing like that and she asked the guy that's there um uh, i guess it's the 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 one of the welcome dudes or maybe he manages the cars and the valet and shit and so so he yeah. she asked where Godfrey's at and he actually says well it's right over there at this office you know and you'll see it because it's office and neon lights <laughs> which is kind of funny why do you light up your and office
1: and she says it's just the same yeah place it, as it happens used to be the
0: same place uh, where he was living prior to the development and Tommy tells her not to because she knocks on the door all hard and he he was Tommy's still in his office. And Tommy answers the doors, and he's like, "Don't let her, don't let him off the hook." And so he really wants her to to be able to get him. So she says, "Oh my, have you fixed this place up, Godfrey?" And he, he mentions that the mayor is the guest of honor tonight, so he's got some very very important people there at, at his club now. And she mentions, like, now the bridge is a lovely view as opposed to it being a depressing view from the dump. So it's it, he's taken advantage of the fact of, that it's in a really nice location. He just needed to make the right investments. So Irene is walking around, and she's already wanting to change the wallpaper and shit. <laughs> she's, like, getting ready to move in.
1: She doesn't like green wallpaper. It makes it look billiard, <laughs> like vile.
0: I loved it, man. She's so awesome. She's just walking around, and he's just looking at her like, what the hell is going on? Why is she just... She's walking like she owns a place. She says she won't leave him alone because he's her responsibility, as we've heard uh several times throughout this movie. She says she, she ends up having a chauffeur bringing a bunch of stuff. I don't know what she says what this stuff is. Do you remember? Uh
1: to be fair, it's firewood and a whole <laughs> bunch of produce. She's moving in its food and it's <laughs> the firewood.
0: essentials.
1: It's the essentials. Like, yeah, I, I this love is a, this a
0: really fun little uh, little wrap up of the movie here. She she has a guy from from the party arrive, um, who I guess is a minister, and she asks him if he can marry them without a license. And she's like, he's like, well, I'm not really supposed to.
1: Uh, no, 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 no. The, you know, the best part is that um, Godfrey goes, look, like it's funny that you brought someone to bring groceries, but you didn't bring a minister and a, like someone to marry us. And then in through the door becomes, comes someone from Tommy Gray and he goes, Hey, Tommy Gray said you need someone who can marry two people.
0: It's all part of this very detailed plan. Is this what you're saying? Like this is why she's sneakily, incredibly, um, uh, incredibly sharp and able to create these very detailed plans?
1: She is, but everyone's on, everyone's on her side. Because Tommy Gray is like, he's, Tommy Gray sent up this person. This is his best friend who was like, you know what? Yep. This is happening.
0: And uh, Godfrey's like, well, we, you know, there's not a witness or anything like that. And Or somebody mentions that it may be the minister. And she's like,
1: oh, yeah, we got we got somebody. The minister, he's like, <laughs> uh, the guy who brought in the groceries yeah. is a fine witness.
0: They're, they're all together godfrey looks like he sort of wishes he had just jumped off the east river bridge when he had the chance
1: <laughs> i know which is so sad he's like i wanted him to look happy but this is not how these movies end i love these he looks movies. so confused
0: like what the fuck is happening he and does. then we get the end screen da, da,
1: da. okay no, 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 to be fair for sure, like the, the like someone talks to the minister and irene says Everyone knows about it except Godfrey. Stand still, Godfrey. It'll all be over in a
0: minute.
1: (laughs) I am just like, oh wow, like marriage is murder. Like, thank you. And
0: I will say, you know, there were some very incredibly interesting characters in this movie. And I'm so thankful that you've uh, come over here, Brody, to talk to me about it. But I want to do a little something really quick. I want to do a quick impression. This is a segment I like to call Quick Impressions. Quick Impressions. Take a look at the dizzy old gal with the goat. I've had a look at her for 20 years. That's Mrs. Bullock. Alexander! I'm terribly sorry. How do you think I feel? All right, Angelica. The ratings section of the movie as you all know I rate these movies by my favorite mustaches you have the full Fu Manchu recommendation for a hell of a damn badass movie you have the walrus mustache recommendation which means pretty damn good you have the horseshoe mustache which is eh, not bad and you have the toothbrush mustache which is the Hitler mustache and that's when you can just burn that film and and send us it to hell. Uh, Do you have a rating for this Brody?
1: Walrus
0: I like that I like the way you came in It felt very like You weren't 100% sure Like
1: I, I understand How I feel about it Like I feel so passionate About this movie It's such a meaningful And thoughtful And timely movie About loving your Fellow human man And trying to promote them But it's I get that Not everyone's going to Yeah
0: it's it. I, I give it 100% Walrus mustache recommendation I had an absolute good time with it I do plan on watching it again because it it's really hard to enjoy the movie at its fullest when you're pausing it constantly and taking notes and you're hungover so I really want to be able to watch it feeling good about myself and i I want I want Bree to check it out as well uh, so I think I think she would absolutely love it so I want to give this multiple watches I think this is one of those movies where you're gonna like see or notice jokes that you would have missed the first time viewing so
1: it's a fast, it's a fast Oof. giving out like of lines. And so you're going to miss a lot of the lines. And like, it's, it's a fast fire, witty commentary on the entire like scope of Exactly. Existence.
0: Um, you hit it on the nose. Fantastic writing, fantastic acting, wonderful set designs, wonderful, uh, fashion designs. Like the way the, everyone looks from like men and women.
1: Oh my God. Everyone's clothes are so incredible. I, I'm a huge fashion fan from this era and everyone's clothes are Absolutely incredible, but I just didn't want to bog down the episode with
0: it. Yeah, all <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, because you're right. We could have spent a lot of time on their outfits. They, and also, it's. Uh, I was also surprised to see that there's like um like I didn't. I always figured for some reason in the 30s that women just were always wearing like dresses but you actually see really nice pants too I don't know what you but trousers or something
1: absolutely you'll see yeah, really pants good suits. pantsuits and like trousers as well like I, I actually have patterns from this era I sew from this era I make reproductions and so like there's a lot of opportunity here
0: so we are now um at the uh plugs portion of the episode do you have anything you would like to you know, push out there anything that you're working on or anything like that, feel free to mention it, Brody.
1: I am a terrible human being. So at this point, I'm going to plug um, blood donation, plate donation, organ donation. I personally donated a kidney to a stranger. And if anyone's interested in doing so, I'd love to talk to you. My Instagram is eliminated manuscript, and I donated kidney to a stranger. If you want to talk to me about doing so, and that's eliminated I'm
0: manuscript, just all one word, right? All right.
1: Yep. Illuminated. Illuminated.
0: Yeah, I know words don't come out of my mouth very well. And I bit my cheek yesterday, so I've been having That's trouble fun. speaking. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, if you could help a fellow human being, especially by doing it by biology, if you have the privilege of doing yeah. so, do so. It's really beneficial to the rest of humanity.
0: If if you are at all interested in that. On my end, I have much more frivolous things to promote, but it's still, uh, you know, while you're, donating a kidney maybe you want to also listen to a podcast that makes you chuckle so
1: <laughs> I, I like that as well like that's what makes my life worth living i've already donated kidney i have the rest of the life I've yeah i wish the rest is of in. your
0: life full of laughter and jokes and uh and yes so if you want to follow the show on instagram you can find me at mustachioed podcastio m-o-u-s-t-h-e-o you can also find me on twitter at M Podcastio. Feel free to send me any movie recommendations you might have. I'm adding to the list. I have quite a long list now. I can't wait to get to all the movies y'all are suggesting. Um, feel free to if you have if you really love the show, feel free to rate it five stars. If you have any other uh, opinion other than a five star opinion, just direct message me. We'll talk it out until I can get you to agree that it's worth five stars. Uh, that <laughs> that is the end of the show, Brody. Tell everybody goodbye. Later.